Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Get your clogged fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over the person. Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? Calls for charges to be filed are growing louder. Four days after 30-year-old Jordan Neely was killed on a New York City subway, a homicide by chokehold. It would be incredible to me if the outcome of this was no charge. How can you say that it's okay for someone to strangle someone? Just looking at that video, you know it's wrong. No one has the right to take the life of another person. His family deserves justice. The politics of dehumanization privileges the bourgeois kind of concern of people's like immediate discomfort. The entire world saw it, and I couldn't help but think of the like 10 other things that could have been done. When you have a man who was killed on video by another man, there should be charges that are put out there. The family wants justice. Neely's aunt says her nephew will be remembered for his talent and love of dancing. I doubt it. You are fake news. It's not against the law, whole fuck you. Very fake news. I shot someone with a gun. Congratulations, buddy. That was four days ago, five days ago. Fuck around and find out. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. (laughs) Fuck it, we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show frankly, the very best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Once again, white supremacism, white supremacy, whichever term you prefer, it's become very oddly diverse when the moment demands it. So, After a mass shooting at an outlet mall outside of Dallas yesterday, early reports say that the shooter, now confirmed to be a Hispanic man named Mauricio Garcia, he uh, was, he's deceased now, he was a white supremacist and a neo-Nazi based on his social media activity and based on a patch that he was wearing during the shooting. My sources say the patch said RWDS for Right Wing (laughs) Death Squad. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually the 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 acronym was FBI, but then it was, ah, they took that uh, one off, put on RWDS right before they sent him in. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he um, and then if you look on his hand, he had a tattoo, and the the story I'm told, my sources say, it, it's it's actually the logo for the city government of Dallas. He loved the city government of Dallas so much, he was so proud, such civic pride <laughs> for Dallas. That he got it tattooed on his hand. So this was just a a Latino Nazi with a lot of civic pride. Nothing else to see here. 
Yeah, we are. There are so few Nazis that we're just taking anyone these days. Yeah, it uh, it really has been diversified. Um, Mexicans, blacks, Jews, just come on. We over. will uh, we'll try to make sense of the nonsensical over the weekend in Texas. Actually, there's a lot of Texas news because elsewhere in Texas, in Brownsville earlier today, another Hispanic guy plows over a bunch of. I guess illegal immigrants sitting on the sidewalk waiting for the yeah. bus. Yes, there is video. No, we won't play it. Ooh, I, um, yeah, it's rough. It's some Walking Dead shit. It's uh, the video of the aftermath. Uh, I, I don't think I'm extremely squeamish, but that got my stomach turning a little bit. That is horror. Oh, movie it was stuff. gnarly. There's a dude whose brain, his entire brain, is just like sitting right next to his head. It's yeah. wild. Don't watch it. Well, it's uh. It, well, if it, it brings anything to your life, watch it. I don't know. I, I, I saw it on Twitter just by scrolling through my feed earlier today. Uh, it was just a few hours ago, eating some yeah. uh, early dinner before the show, catching up on the latest information. Oh, there's a guy's brain on the sidewalk. Ew, were you eating like chili? Uh, no, I was eating like a chicken stir fry. That's also not great. Yeah. I mean, for watching the, the equivalent of cartel videos. <laughs> it basically was. Yeah. Uh, protesters occupy the subway tracks in New York City to honor the late deranged criminal hobo Michael Jackson impersonator Jordan Neely. But uh, unlike Brownsville, they do not get hit by oncoming traffic, at least not yet. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Don- really My favorite moment of the week, at least in, well, I don't know, just a very wholesome moment when uh, Donald Trump tells a lesbian lawyer that uh, she would not be his choice. He would not take any opportunity to romance her in any way. This in a hilarious exchange is part of that. Uh, the case of that crazy lady who says Trump raped her, what, in a dressing room like 50 years ago or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, later in the show, members of Congress say they have the evidence to get the Biden crime family once and for all. It's coming. Just you wait and see. Plus, we have hoax, hate, surprise, cringe. And before we get out of here, tonight's movie review is Shaun of the Dead. And of course, we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristiansenmedia.com. Listener support, of course, is hugely appreciated, and it is what keeps the show operational. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the show. We also have merchandise for sale over on the site. Plus, we have uh, friendly offers from listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Western Razor Company. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates that hate you. Well... Not anymore. The high noon safety razor from Western Razor is made in America with all metal, no plastic, long lasting construction and uses widely available double edged razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America dating back to the 50s and 60s uh, until the uh, or dating back in the 50s and 60s. That's the last time they used them until... (laughs) The big razor companies figured out they could uh, they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety razor has always been the superior method for a better shave at a lower long-term cost. And Western Razor has launched exciting new products this year. You can now buy U.S.-made blades straight from Western Razor. 
And there's a fine leather razor cover as well for protected travel and storage. And now the High Noon Safety Razor is available in exotic limited edition plating options, including gold, rose gold, and dark ruthenium. So shave better and less expensively and support American manufacturing when you pick up a Western razor. Get 10% off your entire order using promo code MATT10. That's promo code MATT10 for 10% off everything from Western Razor. And of course, you can find everything you need from Western Razor, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. And don't forget... Hero Soap Company is now offering signature soaps from yours truly. Yes, I personally worked with Hero Soap to develop my new signature soaps, Timberline and Old West. Try them both at HeroSoapCompany.com with promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off. And find more information at MattChristensenMedia.com slash deals. As well, Blonde Soap still forthcoming. It is. We've already started working on it. So it's it's in progress. All right. I look forward to the friendly competition. Anyway. Mine's just going to be better. I don't know. So. Well, I, I, I'm sure there will be some uh, creative marketing involved. A <laughs> couple of announcements here. Really one announcement. Uh, Odyssey hyper chats are now readable on air. We were informed of that by a super chatter last weekend. We appreciate that very much. So if you're the sort of person who likes to uh, listen to the show on Odyssey live, and if you'd like to support the show through super chat type contributions, hyper chats, we can read them now on Odyssey. We haven't been able to conveniently up until now but odyssey has made a change that enables that so we are happy for that and we look forward to your hyper chats if you choose to send them um and then i have a piece of art i have a piece of art from uh (laughs) from listener tom now nobody knows what tucker carlson is going to do next but in this bizarro world tucker has purchased both (laughs) my home and my youtube channel and this show is now tucker and blonde tonight (laughs) And I am some sort of butler for the show serving Coors Light, which if Tucker wants to negotiate this deal, I'm going to listen. And uh, I'll just be glad that I'm serving Coors Light instead of Bud Light, even though Coors Light is at least as gay based on their prior marketing. Yeah, that's true. Do you still have to do all the work? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I... I would assume so, because it's still your house and you're set. But he's buying my house in this situation, so he lives here, I guess. He just looks so happy. He's he, whatever. He's enjoying whatever the new deal is. And uh, if Tucker <laughs> wants to make this a reality, I will certainly listen. By the way, um, one of the things I cut from the show tonight was some of these uh, leaked tapes of Tucker Carlson from Media Matters. Like but the newer ones? They're so endearing. They Yeah, it's like, oh, you mean guy makes funny jokes uh, behind yeah. the scenes and seems fun to work with? What The yeah. horror. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, as you may have heard in the intro, when he did the, uh, Bill O'Reilly, fuck it, we'll do it live bit a plus. And thanks to the listener who sent that to me so that I did not miss it. Cause I will certainly include that in show intros for the foreseeable future. Anyway, let's get into the news. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of, uh, bad broadcaster slip ups in my time. This one's pretty bad. <laughs> This one is done with full confidence. It's like it's it's not even uh, like it seems like it's what he meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> but before this, the the one I always remember is when Kobe died. Mm-hmm. That was 2020. There was an MSNBC anchor who said Kobe was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles 
careful. Nakers is what she said she said, but it sounded a lot like the word. Well, on Friday night, Oakland Athletics baseball broadcaster Glenn Kuyper was uh, attempting to describe a great day that he had visiting the, again, careful, Negro. Can I say that? Raja Muhan, can I say Negro Leagues Baseball Museum? That's the title of the museum, so I think I can. He went to the museum for the former mm-hmm. Negro Leagues in Kansas City. And instead, uh, well, this poor guy, he, uh, he used a different but very similar word. We had a phenomenal day today. Negro League Museum and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. A little bit earlier in the show, I said something didn't come out quite the way I wanted it to, um, and I just wanted to apologize if if it uh, if it sounded different than I meant it to be said. You know he's <laughs> been calling that that, and is that was just too easy. When you listen uncensored, and YouTube will not allow me to play such things, at least easily. Uh, it's he yeah. just it sounds like he just goes for it. It's not even a slip up. It's crazy. Uh, but for that apparent slip, Kuiper has now been uh, suspended indefinitely pending review of the incident by his employer, NBC Sports California. That's just getting fired. Good for this guy. I wonder if they will fire him. I wonder if he's out because of that. <laughs> I think American he's been Euro. with the team for a while. I don't know his full history, but <laughs> anyway. Um, we've been discussing the saga for a few weeks now. The troubles at Anheuser-Busch Brewing Company uh, related to the decision to send transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney a commemorative can to mark his uh, year of being a tranny. The the uh, consequences have been severe. A report early in the week indicated that Bud Light sales have dropped 21% year on year, and that actually accelerated. Up, it's up from 17%, uh, right. a 17% drop the week prior. After an initial politically worded in a non-apology that we covered uh, from the CEO, the company tried again this week saying in a letter to wholesalers that the company, is, uh, the controversy rather is exaggerated. It's overblown. Bud Light just sent one single can to one social media influencer. It was not made for production or sale for the general public. It was not a formal campaign or an advertise any type of formal advertisement, anything like that. Well, that uh, re- that response, trying to downplay it and distance themselves from that uh, marketing decision, actually might make it still worse for Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch because now progressives are starting to get pissed off about Bud Light's unwillingness to defend <laughs> the tranny agenda. This week, Jay Brown of the Human Rights Campaign wrote a letter to Anheuser-Busch asking them to explicitly support Dylan Mulvaney. Brown said the company's walk back has demonstrated a profound lack of fortitude in upholding its values of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Stacy Lentz is the, co- the co-owner of the Stonewall Inn, considered the birthplace of the modern LGBT LMNOP movement. Said in an, uh, she said in an interview this week that Anheuser-Busch has, quote, missed an opportunity to stand by their commitment to the trans community. John Casey, who is a contributor to The Advocate, which is some sort of... Um, gay activist publication wrote an op-ed this week that accuses Anheuser-Busch of quote, pouring alcohol all over an extremist fire rather than rate uh, rising to the defense of a transgender woman. The piece concludes Ugh. quote, it's not kid rock and Ted Nugent who should be boycotting Bud Light. It should be us referring to the gay community. 
So it sounds like Bud Light has masterfully achieved the feat of pissing everybody off from the tranny commies to the actual Nazis. Maybe now we can all come together as a country on something once and for all. Hating Bud Light will be the force for unity. This is what happens when you try to appease people. Nobody's satisfied. Uh, Yeah, everyone hates it. So don't try. Just be yourselves. Well, I mentioned it uh, moments ago at the top of the show, but (laughs) this was... I just loved this moment this week. Uh, Trump telling a lesbian lawyer that he would not even try to pick her up. Oh, yeah. Okay, so everybody remembers this old hag that made Anderson Cooper really uncomfortable. Um, She said, Jane Carroll said she was 60 when Trump uh, raped her in a department store where he was also buying her lingerie. He famously said she was not his type. So while commenting that she was not his type, Trump also tells the lawyer asking the questions that she is also not his type. I assume we have this clip. Yeah, here is the moment. When you said in that video that Ms. Leeds would not be your first choice, you were referring to her physical looks, correct? Just the overall. Not, I, I look at her. I see her. I hear what she says. Whatever. You wouldn't be a choice of mine either, to be honest with you. I hope you're not insulted. <laughs> I would not, under any circumstances, have any interest in you. I'm, being, I'm honest when I say it. Uh, she, I would not have any interest in. It reminds me of the classic Sargon line. I wouldn't even rape you. Do you remember that? Oh, one? yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it applies. Uh, it applies very well in this case. <laughs> Good for him for going there. Well, it's even funnier when you see yeah. who Trump was actually talking about or talking to, because, uh, yeah, he has a point. This lady would not be anybody's first choice, second choice, third, fourth, fifth. Woof. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, in fact, my first response to seeing this particular mugshot is, uh, well, Rachel Levine, I think, looks comparably better. Is more, that a more passive. man? I think if I, yeah, if I had just if I had to play the old game of of spot the tranny, and it was Dick Levine and this woman, that'd be a real tough one. He looks like that guy from Beef Vendetta. Now, uh, which one? Stephen Fry, one of the ugliest men of all oh, time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of, I could see it. Uh, anyway, uh, the the lawyer's name she's uh, Roberta Kaplan. She describes herself as an out and proud lesbian lawyer. And uh, that is who is working, uh, I guess, representing E. Jean Carroll or whoever the rape accuser's name is. The crazy Trump raped me lady. Anyway, uh, we have uh, two significant departures this week. Two resignations, starting with Rochelle Walensky over at the CDC. Yep. She's stepping down from the CDC, citing the nation's progress in coping with COVID-19, i.e., it's over because it never really was. And in a letter to President Biden, she wrote, I have never been prouder of anything I've done in my professional career. My tenure at CDC will remain forever the most cherished time I've spent doing hard, necessary, and impactful work. It's just They just jerk themselves off hmm. all the time. I totally didn't destroy people's lives and livelihood. Uh, yeah, um, so I assume she sails off into the sunset with some sort of government pension. And uh, she enriches herself even more than she already has based on uh, all of this uh, compulsory vaccination nonsense. I'm I'm sure her path will be something like that. But as is customary, whenever we bid farewell to such a prominent character, we, of course, will remember Rochelle Walensky. 
we're vaccinating so very fast. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Rochelle Walensky, director of the CDC, has tested positive for COVID. All right. Till next time, Rochelle. Uh, also resigning this week is embattled St. Louis prosecutor Kim Gardner, another famed Soros-supported prosecutor who uh, has looked the other way on countless episodes of uh, crime of color uh, while aggressi- aggressively prosecuting the likes of uh, Mark McCloskey, the AR-15 wielding man protecting his home. Kim Gardner even fundraised uh, for her campaign on the basis of prosecuting him. That was one of her many scandals. Send me money. Support my campaign so I can go put Mark McCloskey in jail. Well, Gardner made this resignation announcement Thursday. Her removal from office may have happened or may have been about to happen anyway. For weeks and months, Missouri lawmakers have been attempting to reduce her power. The Missouri attorney general had uh, also been attempting to remove her from office for malfeasance. Gardner took office in 2017 and uh, has experienced many scandals. That would be the polite way to put it, because she's caused many scandals is more accurate. Uh, Mass staff departures have happened under her her tenure. There was a bogus case against the governor for a supposed nude photo that he was a party to. The, The case was bunk. She ended up being punished for some sort of malpractice in that case. She maintained an exclusion list of St. Louis police officers she didn't trust uh, in, in several cases, letting criminals those police catch go or giving them giving them otherwise uh, kind treatment because she didn't trust the cops who caught them. And of course, there was the famous McCloskey incident during the Black Lives Matter March mm-hmm. in 2020. Most recently, this winter, a car sped through downtown St. Louis and crashed and it crushed a teen who was in town for a volleyball tournament. And that led to the amputation of her legs and Gardner. Oh, I I believe so. Yeah. Gardner allowed the driver to remain free after court delays, despite violating his bond dozens of times. Also recall in multiple cases, Gardner's office didn't even bother showing up for court dates in murder cases. And in one case, it, it allowed at least temporarily the charges against a suspected murderer or an accused murderer were dropped and he went free and they had to go rearrest him. There was one case in 2021 and then she was, uh, she got in trouble with a judge earlier this year for the same thing, not showing up or not even having her, her staff show up to court dates in murder cases and Yikes. not prosecuting these cases properly. But of course, uh, Kim Gardner would prefer to be remembered as she always presented herself as a victim of your hate mail. A week's worth of hate mail. Mm -hmm. You racist piece of I wish someone (laughs) would put a bullet in your head. I hope people destroy your neighborhood, threaten your family, and more, you f***ing porch monkey. I was sent emails and that said I should be hung up by a tree by the KKK. Until next time, Kim Gardner. Oh my God. I forgot about that. I have to... This morning, I, was, I didn't have a bunch of time and I said... Uh, I, 
I don't give my wife a lot of research tasks, but I said to her, uh, yeah, I need to make some I will remember you bits for Rochelle Walensky and Kim Gardner, but I don't remember the funny shit that Kim Gardner has said. Can you go find some funny Kim Gardner clips for me? And she really she, nailed it. As soon as she showed me that interview in 60 minutes, yeah, that's all I need. I don't I don't need any more. That's fine. You know I, that's real. You know it's gotta be. Yeah. It might I don't know. I, I think she did a lot of hoaxing herself, but <laughs> Anyway, Missouri Governor Mike Parson will appoint Gardner's replacement <laughs> until the next election. Gardner's official resignation date, where the effective date is June 1st. So there is still time to let at least a few St. Louis murderers go free. You know, there's going to be at least a couple True. between now. Yeah. Well, just like with Kim Gardner, sometimes the jokes just write themselves. And of course, I will acknowledge that any jokes would be incredibly poor taste, considering this is, in fact, a case of a cold-blooded murder, at least apparently. Yeah. But in Phoenix, 29-year-old Lauren Hakey was hiking around uh, 10 a.m. last Friday, April 28th. Her body was then discovered around 10.30 after police received a report of an injured person. Police identified the body as Hakey. She was pronounced dead at the scene due to trauma to her body. She was apparently attacked from behind and died from her injuries. Now, police did not immediately identify a suspect. They have since, which we'll get to in a moment. But they did release a very low-quality image of the suspect. And uh, it is quite literally a jogger. The joggers strike again. In fact, they even released a, a video of the jogging in action, as you can see there. Well, on Thursday, police made an arrest in the case. He is 22-year-old Zion William Teasley. Apparently, he is indeed an avid jogger. Uh, investigators believe that Teasley, who lives nearby, simply followed Hakey onto the trail that morning, pursued her, and stabbed her 15 times without any provocation or prior yeah. interaction. She survived for a little bit. She tried to escape. That's what they believe. And then she died near a fence or something. Um and investigators believe that, uh, well, police said uh, Teasley was Teasley was linked to the crime through DNA on Hakey's shoe, uh, as well as phone location data. Co-workers of Teasley recognized him based on clothes he was wearing that they suspect he stole from the store that he used to work at, but he got fired for being overly aggressive with female employees. Why is it that the people that are compulsive about committing crimes are just the worst at it? Uh, well, I, apparently he was successful in this case, I guess, but he I mean, did. No, no. At getting caught. I mean, did he just like not give a shit about getting caught at all? It was uh, broad daylight. Yeah. Um, at making matters even more preposterous, Teasley was on probation and went to meet his probation officers in the days after the murder. What was said at the at that meeting or meetings is confidential. We don't know. Did he even rape her? What's the point? They said uh, they said there was no evidence of sexual assault. No. Why? He Why just decided I want to chase and stab her. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Not that like I can get behind a rape and murder, but like I understand. Oh, really? It, you know? <laughs> you understand? No, I understand yeah, it. Like yeah. you, you rape somebody because you can't control your sexual impulse and then you have to murder them so you don't get in trouble for the rape. Okay. I understand that. But like, you're just going to run up to some random white chick and stab her to death? Why? Yeah, there's some splaining to do, but I, I don't know if we're going to get that. This, of course, is filed under uh, murders and news stories that don't matter because they don't fit uh, particular ideological priors. True, true, true. 
Anyway, uh, in a moment, we'll get to the Dallas Mall shooting yesterday, which has its own extremely graphic footage. Uh, But just hours ago, at least this morning, there was a separate case of a, a mass killing in Texas that was also captured on video. And again, of course, it's video that I can't show you without getting Raja Mohand. And frankly, it's something you might not want to see if you decide to go looking for this footage. I will caution again. It's not for the faint of heart. This is some. uh, It is rough. The stuff I saw a couple hours ago is is up there with the cartel footage in terms of uh, making my stomach turn a little bit. Yeah. But uh, in Brownsville, Texas. This is the southern tip of the state on the border with Mexico. An SUV sped down the street this morning close to a shelter. This is a homeless shelter, I guess, but it, it is also uh, there are a lot of illegal immigrants who live there. It's almost exclusively. Yeah. So several of these immigrants were sitting on a sidewalk at a bus stop and the SUV just plows over them. And again, that that point of impact is all on video. It, it could not be a more square hit. Um. And and based on the video, when you watch it, it's pretty clear the car is traveling at a high rate of speed. Oh, yeah. The uh, the driver killed. Well, these numbers have been updated earlier. They said seven. Now they're saying eight dead, 10 injured. The driver was detained by bystanders and then police arrested him after he crashed the car. Police are saying they believe the incident was intentional. No word yet on on exactly who, at least by name, the driver is that I've seen. Or what the motive may be, but before you think that it was some right-wing anti-immigrant crusader, there is in fact footage of the driver's arrest. He appears to be Hispanic. When you watch the video, ain't nobody speaking English in that video. So, I I don't know. Draw your own conclusions about that. But he must be the same right-wing death squad Hispanic white supremacist as as we're about to talk about. Yep. But the suspect is currently being treated at a hospital under 24-hour monitoring. Police say they are currently conducting tests to see if drugs or alcohol were a factor. Um, and as I mentioned, there is video of pretty much all of it. The moment of impact, the uh, aftermath, the arrest, pretty much all of it is captured yeah. on video. So yep. uh, you you can see that if you wish to. If you're a squeamish person, I'd advise against it. Uh, whatever you imagine, it's probably worse than you imagine, to be honest. But it's search search it out if you must. Let's see. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the the Allen shooting. Uh, this is uh, north of Dallas at Allen Premium Outlets. This is an, an outlet mall. And it happened about 3.30 p.m. yesterday afternoon. A lone gunman in tactical gear, what some described as a, a quote, fake police outfit, approached the shopping center with an AR-15. And apparently he had a, a handgun as well. And it looks like he was you can there's a pretty clear shot of his body after he's taken out. And it looks like the kit that he's got, it looks like he's carrying about seven or so magazines. So this guy apparently was prepared for a much longer standoff than he lasted. Uh, But um, he so this shooter now identified as Mauricio Garcia. He drove uh, this silver uh, car of his into the parking lot. He exited. He immediately opened fire, causing many to run across parking lots to escape. Earlier today, a federal law enforcement officer identified him as they said at the time, 38 year old Mauricio Garcia. Now I'm seeing everybody reporting 33 year old Mauricio Garcia. Hmm. So, uh, I, I've seen conflicting reports on that, but Garcia killed eight people, including some children and injured at least seven others before a police officer on site for an unrelated call 
heard the gunfire and responded, killing Garcia, apparently with his handgun. There's video of the immediate aftermath, as in Garcia's body just laying there bleeding out. Uh, He is very, very dead. It looks like he got shot through the eye. He did. His glasses are right there, blown out. So notably, the authorities and media took uh, an awfully long time to identify this guy. They're now going with Mauricio Garcia. As far as I'm aware, that is still unofficial, but it's being reported by pretty much everybody. Uh, So Mauricio Garcia is the ID on this guy. Um, Why it took so long to get that ID, because we've we've only had that. There were hours and hours that passed yesterday where we didn't have it. That this information has come out today. You could interpret that delay in one of two ways. Either his identity is inconvenient to certain political (laughs) narratives, which it probably probably is. Or, and there's some evidence against this, so take it with a grain of salt, but he might be the sort of person lacking documentation. Oh, wouldn't that be a twist? Very difficult to identify. Mm. Again, take that with a grain of salt. I've seen reports that he attended high school in Texas. I guess that doesn't necessarily mean he is a legal citizen or you know legally present in the U.S. Uh, but in this report from Fox, the uh, Texas governor, Greg Abbott, is saying that Garcia served in the army, but was removed because of mental health concerns. Although technically serving in the military doesn't necessarily mean legal status. Can't you uh, can't you use military service as a pathway to citizenship? Isn't that a thing? I actually do not know. Yeah, we need but uh, that sounds like stupid leftist nonsense. I should uh, I should email I should email our friendly listener, Laurel, because she's the immigration lawyer. She could tell me all this stuff anyway. What I'm trying to do is say his his immigration status or his citizenship status. Take all that skepticism with a grain of salt. I, I just haven't seen conclusive information either way. So I'm not trying to give the impression that he is or is not uh, just that that would be a possible explanation for maybe why he, it seemed like it was hard to get information on him. Um, but it, it could be that it could be the political interests in play, too. They're not necessarily mutually exclusive. If he does have some sort of immigration issue or he is some sort of uh, gang or cartel member, well, then this isn't uh, the gun control case that they would like to make it to be. But it does appear that uh, Garcia has a prior arrest record in Dallas. At least I'm seeing this image circulate around, but it's unclear what the arrest is for. It's dated February 10th, 2022. No specific note on the charges. But again, here he's listed as 35 years old. So last year he was 35. This year he's 33. 33, Unless you looked a few hours ago, in which case he was 38. (laughs) Who the hell knows? But this is where it gets interesting. Multiple outlets are now reporting that he is um, he is some sort of white supremacist. Oh, did I I, I got to get these reports up. I think I, I forgot to include them in my. Uh, let, let me uh, let me get these up here. Because. Uh, I want to make sure I get them quoted right. So the uh, the Washington Post earlier today headline gunmen in Texas mall shooting may have had neo-Nazi beliefs. So he's he is a Hispanic neo-Nazi slash white supremacist. And on what basis do we know this? Well, uh, people familiar with the investigation. So anonymous sources speaking with the Washington Post uh, on the condition of anonymity say that the gunman was wearing a a, on his chest at the time um, a patch that suggested white supremacist leanings. And if you go back to the Fox report from earlier, that's where they say, oh, yeah, it was a patch that said RWDS right wing death squad. 
Uh, also, earlier today, NBC is saying that this uh, this shooter was connected to multiple social media accounts that uh, appear to be drawn toward neo-Nazi and white supremacist content. But what accounts, what content, no specifics have been offered. So again... What a uh, bunch we- of bullshit. White supremacists don't want non-white people full stop. This is glowy. Did this even happen? <laughs> Uh, well, I, just like the Brownsville case, there is there is graphic footage of the aftermath in this one, too. Yeah. And if, if that is uh, if that is fake. They hired a, an impressive production team, I would say. We are in an era of deep fakes. Maybe uh, police have searched his parents home. Uh, Mauricio Garcia's parents home. Multiple FBI agents searched a home in northeast Dallas today where Garcia at least at some point, lived with his parents. Now, again, he's he's so white. His family is so white supremacist, or he's so white supremacist, that the family needed a translator in order to facilitate the search. So that's what's going on at the Garcia family home. Neighbors tell reporters that Garcia was often seen going to and from the house in an outfit that suggested a security role, but nobody has confirmed where he worked, uh, if anywhere, so far as, as I've seen. Uh, yeah, because he worked for the FBI. Maybe. Apparently his brother also lives or lived at this address. Christian Garcia is his name. Uh, Christian does have a criminal record, including burglary. And according to CBS News, um, Mauricio Garcia was not uh, living at the home recently or currently. Sources tell CBS News that Mauricio was living at, in a motel and working uh, as a security guard, they're reporting. But again, no confirmation of where this security guard job actually was. Many people are trying to figure out what the meaning of this, what the meaning, if anything, of this um, rather large hand tattoo that he has, uh, what the meaning of that is on his left hand here. It looks like a big letter D with something on the inside. Now, hilariously, as I mentioned, one of the claims is that this is simply the city of Dallas logo, as though Mauricio Garcia is just very proud of (laughs) Dallas city government. He can't get enough of it. Very happy about their service to the public. Now, more plausibly, if this tattoo has relevant meaning, and maybe it means nothing, uh, but if it has relevant meaning... It could be something gang or territory related. Um, It's pure speculation, of course, but it seems to me to be more plausible speculation than big fan of Dallas city government. Texas gangs among Hispanic men are known to form regional loyalties and alliances in this way. It's called Tango Blast. Apparently there's an entire Wikipedia uh, article on it, but I didn't. I'm I'm not an expert on the regional loyalties of Hispanic gangs in Texas. Nor I. But it seems plausible that if you're part of uh, some Dallas loyal Hispanic Texas gang, maybe you would have uh, a Dallas, a giant Dallas yeah, tattoo yeah. on your hand, maybe. something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but uh, just to recap on all of this, last week we had a mass shooting by a, a Mexican national outside of Houston since arrested. Uh, the guy who was shooting his AR in the yard and then murdered a bunch right. of Hondurans who asked him to stop. Yesterday, we have uh, what could be some sort of Hispanic gang member committing a mass shooting at a Dallas mall. Details still forthcoming, of course, but 
I'm going to speculate and I'll correct it later if I'm wrong, but I'm going to speculate that this could have some gang relation. We'll find out. Today, we have a Hispanic guy plowing over a bunch of illegals in Brownsville. So do we have a gun problem or do we have a border problem that we might want to figure out in short order? Maybe we need to let in more cartel members so that they kill more illegal immigrants. Well, maybe this does tie it all together. You mentioned that the Brownsville footage looked a lot like that cartel footage. Maybe it's just the video is advancing northward. It's a long yeah. way to North Idaho, though. It's going to be a while until they get there. I don't know. There are a lot of Mexicans in Boise. Boise. There is. Um, it, it sounds sort of preposterous, and I'm not comparing where I live to the border in this way, of course, but there is a lot of drug trafficking along I-90, mm-hmm. and a lot of the uh, origin uh, or the origin of a lot of those drugs is south of the border. So it actually, I mean, it does have impacts that reach even into the far northern states of this country, but... How fast do you think all these stories are going to get memory hold? I'm going to have to hear about this, this Michael Jackson hobo for the rest of my life that got George Floyded. Yeah. But like all of these stories are just going to get memory hold. I, well, if they're, if they're clinging to the white supremacist Hispanic guy, I don't know. I think they're going to let go of that one pretty quickly. That's, that's pretty weak. They're going to have to, right? That's so preposterous. Uh, by the way, one thing I forgot to mention, just so we're clear, the outlet mall in Allen apparently is uh a gun-free zone in case you were interested about that. And just like any gun-free no. zone, it is uh it is gun-free only until a crazy criminal shows up and then it's not yeah. gun-free anymore. Exactly. Darn it. Okay. Uh well, we got time before the top of the hour. We're making good time. So why don't we talk about the Jordan Neely subway protests? Or really the whole case because there's a lot of developments over the weekend in this one. What a joke. But uh, over the weekend, 13 were arrested as protesters in New York City have continued to demonstrate against the death of Jordan Neely, a mentally ill homeless criminal, Michael Jackson impersonator, who apparently got aggressive with subway riders last week and a young ex-Marine restrained him with a chokehold or a sleeper hold or some variation thereof. Charges for the protesters range from assault to resisting arrest to obstruction of governmental administration, trespass, and unlawful interference uh, with a railroad train. The protest stopped a downtown Q train with about 450 passengers inside, according to a Metro Transit Authority spokesperson. I am not an expert on New York City public opinion or appealing to New Yorkers. Frankly, I have no interest in that sort of thing, but I'm going to guess that interrupting their trains is not persuasive. That's not going to bring New Yorkers around to your cause if you make them miss their train. But what do I know? But here are some video clips of the scenes, including uh, protesters accusing black cops of taking black lives, then obstructing train doorways, fighting police as they attempt to make arrests, occupying the train tracks, as you can see here, uh, as a train approaches. No, they... They did not get uh, run over like Brownsville, as I mentioned. One guy, um, while getting arrested, tries to pull a George Floyd, saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, with absolutely no pressure applied to his neck. And then protesters yell at one cop that they hope he dies. This after he reportedly broke his leg or suffered some sort of leg injury trying to deal with them. The accusation is the protesters pushed him, and that's how he got hurt. Your officers are taking black lives. 
It's hard to hear in the background, but there is a guy shouting, hope you die, hope you die, hope you die. What a freak show. It just looks like like Antifa, like the mug shots of Antifa. Yeah, pretty much. You know, in 1995, there was a Tokyo subway attack of sarin gas. It killed a ton of people. Wasn't there also a big uh, like sword attack on a train at one point, too? There's like this level of a, you know, terroristic efficiency that the Japanese offer. It's like... I wish that we could just take those people to deal with these people. Can't, why can't we do that in history, <laughs> in world history? The reason I remember the sword attack is because in my younger years when I was, uh, I would say, less informed and more inclined toward the common sense gun control perspective. Uh, I was on a stream and we were talking about it. And one of the points I made was, uh, sure, weapons, various weapons can kill, but but guns are a particularly efficient weapon in that regard, which they are. I mean, they, they certainly are. They have like it. Certain weapons have advantages and disadvantages. Um, yeah. But my point was like, y- you don't see a mass sorting. And someone responded, uh, someone who was in the audience responded, no, check out this mass sorting. I think it was in Japan. It might have been China. <laughs> but they killed a shocking number of people by running around with blades. It might have been three guys running around with swords. Was and it they, China? The, the live stream is telling me that it was China and that 80 people were. Killed. Yeah, it was something like that. And I remember yeah. that moment when this must have been like 2014, 2015, when I was talking about this. And that was a, a formative moment for me. I was like, well, son of a bitch, I'll be there. Look at that. Smash sortings are real. Like, I stand corrected. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's uh mass shootings are illegal in, in the new york subway you can't carry guns mass sortings i don't know can you carry a sword i'm gonna guess not but anyway no matter i just uh i'm just having a really hard time like looking at these dysgenic weirdos like was in that per- was that person in a green shirt with the sloppy tits like i couldn't even tell if that was a dude or whatever uh i don't have a just like screenshot dirty, available to evaluate but you never know subterranean yeah. total recall freak show people and i'm like you're my brethren like i'm supposed to give a fuck about whether you live or die what do i have in common with you like well, come on come on these people i'm supposed to have compassion well for these i can't i don't of, have it in me some of us might say that even subterranean degenerate human life has value but i understand oh, god it's we are it's all thinking it they clearly doesn't <laughs> What a bunch of uh, freaks. They're still wearing masks and listen, stuff. It's all, like all are made in the image of God, but those people really push the limits. I understand what you're saying. There's no way that God made those people in his image. That's a bastardization of what he's, of he's, what God has done for us. You get your asses back to my image right now. I know is what God is saying. Yeah. I will smite you with the Q train. <laughs> Come on, God. 
Yeah. Uh, well, why all of this uproar? Of course, everybody pretty much knows, but just in case you missed any of the facts, a quick recap. Of course, this is all to honor the memory of deranged criminal hobo Jordan Neely, known for harassing and assaulting subway riders for years until someone actually dealt with him. So just to uh, recap the facts, this event happened uh, on on May 1st. So that was Monday. According to witnesses, Neely was acting hostile and erratic. He was yelling that he was hungry and thirsty and he would hurt anyone on the train. He didn't care if he would go to jail. Witnesses report Neely throwing trash at passengers that as far as witnesses say, that's as physical as he got beyond the threats that he was making. But eventually the man now identified as Daniel Penny a 24-year-old ex-Marine, now student, approached Neely from behind and placed Neely in a chokehold until Neely became unconscious. According to witnesses, the chokehold lasted for 15 minutes, three of which are on video. An onlooker alerted Penny that Neely had shit his pants, a sign that he was dying. <laughs> so Penny released him. Neely was then taken to the hospital. He was pronounced dead. According to some sources, Neely was already dead on the subway car's floor. Uh, police questioned Penny, but released him without charges on May 3rd. That would be Wednesday. The medical examiner's office determined the manner of death was a homicide by compression of the neck. But that is not to be confused with murder. Of course, whether Penny faces criminal charges will be up to a Manhattan grand jury. And yes. Oh, oh great. <laughs> infamous awesome. prosecutor Alvin Bragg will handle the case. But uh, on Friday, Daniel Penny, this uh, ex-Marine who subdued Neely, released a statement through his lawyers. It reads in part, We would first like to express on behalf of Daniel Penny our condolences to those uh, close to Mr. Neely. Mr. Neely had a documented history of violent and erratic behavior, the apparent result of ongoing and untreated mental illness. When Mr. Neely began aggressively threatening Daniel Penny and the other passengers, Daniel, with the help of others, acted to protect themselves until help arrived. Uh, arrived. Daniel never intended to harm Mr. Neely and could not have foreseen his untimely death for too long. Those suffering from mental illness have been treated with indifference. We hope that out of this awful tragedy will come a new commitment to our elected or by our elected officials to address the mental health crisis on our streets and subways. So will Daniel Penny be charged? Well, a Manhattan grand jury could be convened as early as this week, according to sources speaking with the New York Post. The DA's office said Wednesday that, quote, senior experienced prosecutors are carrying out a rigorous probe of the incident. The office declined to comment further Friday. Is Alvin Bragg actually crazy enough to do this? Of course, he went after Trump in the way that we all saw in recent weeks and months. Is he actually going to go after an ex-Marine who did something to protect others on the subway. If he does, not that we need further demonstration, but it's going to conclusively prove that you have no recourse in these cities. Well, New York City specifically, yeah. but by extension, the ideologically similar cities. The police, in some cases, have been defunded, or they're lacking police officers, or they've been trained toward less intervention, <coughs> or conditioned toward less intervention by a culture that punishes them and villainizes them for even the tiniest mistake. And then any citizen who intervenes will be treated as the criminal, as would be the yep, case in exactly. this one. So the only option apparently is to submit yourself to the victimization of these people. And that is actually the argument in some progressive circles that deranged criminals on subways is the norm. And it's actually on you 
to get comfortable with it. There were several instances of that argument made this week that were hilarious to listen to. But um, but yeah, sh- shocking information has since emerged that uh, Jordan Neely was not simply a peaceful Michael Jackson impersonator down on his luck after funding cuts. No, indeed. Um, he had been arrested 42 times between 2013 and 2021 for assault-related charges were filed um, in connection with these arrests, along with allegations of transit fraud, criminal trespass. Um, So some of the most egregious, he punched an old woman in the face. He actually punched two old people in the face. I had confused these stories. Yeah, I thought they were the same. um, No, no, this happened twice. So the most recent one was 2021, and he hit a 67-year-old female stranger in the face. Um, and she broke her nose and fractured her orbital bone and knocked onto the sidewalk, um, along with swelling and substantial head pain after she hit the ground. So she probably got TBI even worse than this. He tried to kidnap a seven-year-old girl busted in 2015 for attempted kidnapping after he was seen dragging a seven-year-old girl down an Inwood street. He pled guilty to endangering the welfare of a child sentenced to four months in jail. And I don't think that he had any recourse for um, the 2021 incident, there was a warrant out for his arrest, though. Hmm. And and his, uh, well, people perceiving him as erratic or dangerous goes back many, many years. This is a nine-year-old Reddit post that's saying, hey, that Michael Jackson guy, watch out for him. Yeah. Um, used to be all cool, dancing with Michael Jackson in the subway train, but he's becoming a maniac. Sometime in late spring, I saw him on the train. His radio fucked up. He was angry, cursing, bad-mouthing commuters, screaming, what the fuck are you looking at? Don't fucking look at me. Ever since that day, he's been scary. He doesn't dress up anymore. No more dancing, just panhandles. Today was odd. In the morning, I'm way home to school. I'm sitting on the bench and out of nowhere, here's someone just going off, cussing up a storm. It was the Michael Jackson dude. Everyone beside this guy was quiet. MTA crew was there, but did nothing and just let him continue blow his gasket. Train arrives. I get in the car. He's not in because I'm sure as fuck not getting the same car as he is. Um, dude didn't even wait till he got inside the train. I was scared for the people next to him out of fear that someone was going to fall on the tracks. Avoid this guy at all costs. Don't even look at him. This is over 10 years old. Hmm. There is also uh, an old clip of Jordan Neely in a confrontation with Joey Boots that has resurfaced. Joey Boots was a contributor to Howard Stern's show until he died in late 2016. So this video must have been taken sometime before that. I'm not clear exactly when. There was um, an edited or clipped version of this video that was circulating. It clipped out some of Joey Boots, I would say, antagonizing Jordan Neely uh, in the first place. But in fairness, it's... I would acknowledge that I think Joey Boots is being a little bit of a dick to Jordan Neely in this clip. But but Joey Boots, as far as we can see, he never gets physical with Neely. Neely is the one who starts to get violent. And it's in response to some pretty tame jokes. Right. Uh, Also notable that uh, progressive hero Jordan Neely apparently was not a fan of the gays based on his slur choices. Why did Michael Jackson run into the Kmart? Kmart. Because they had a sign outside that said, boys' pants, half off. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something on got 10 seconds to get away from me, buddy. What are you going to do? I'm telling you, you'll find out 10 You're going to moonwalk all over me? I guess we're not going <laughs> to dance today, Michael, huh? Back off, man. I'm telling you that. See you later, Michael. Back off, I sure am. I think you're going to 
that's kind of narrative destroying are you a jordan neely fan now has he redeemed himself a little bit to you? i am conflicted <laughs> Well, I don't you know, know. Kidnapping a kid, and he was he was clearly insane, but he seemed pretty coherent there. Uh yeah, well, yeah. I suppose I suppose his his speech can be understandable, um, but that doesn't. I, it seems that this behavior was was something of a pattern, you know. And I think, like oh, I yeah. said, I think yeah. Joey Boots was antagonizing, but I don't I don't think Joey Boots was going to get violent in that situation, and Jordan Neely clearly did. But uh, anyway. Um, for some reason, we care about the we're going to characterize this case as clearly a an, an unjust, possibly racially motivated subway murder. When yeah. in fact, subway murders are very common and nobody gives a rat's ass at all. No one cares. So 27 subway murders between March 2020 and April and early April. So 27 people killed. Um, and a lot of them were young, homeless people before 2019. It took. 15 years for New York to get up to 28 murders in the subway, not three years, but nobody gives a fuck. I read like the list of all of them. It was like minority on minority crime, like homeless minority gets killed by another crazy homeless person, mentally ill person. And then there was a lot of black on white crime. Um, no one gives a shit. And this number two is uh, obviously it's murder specifically. I wonder what the number would be if we included things like overdoses or generic bum deaths that are not murder scenarios. I bet the deaths are, significantly higher than this uh beyond just the 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 murder cases and the yeah. the so-called murder of uh of Jordan Neely but uh but yeah just it's 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 simply because a white guy did it yep and that and i don't know what's your official prediction as we roll into this week they're saying that he might face charges are you a yes you or they, a no you think so definitely going to face charges yeah i'm going to i'm going to take the positive on that too or the affirmative i'm going to say how about this i'll say that Alvin Bragg will at least try for it. Whether a grand jury brings the charges, I guess depends on who's sitting on that grand jury. But uh, but I will I will say that Alvin Bragg will try. That's my official yeah, call. I would agree. Anyway, uh, plenty more to get to, but we're right at the top of the hour. So that's a good time to take a break and get into our super chats. And uh, excellent. Odyssey super chats are indeed working. I you never know. You advertise that it's going to work and then it doesn't work. I did test it on Wednesday mm. and um, and it works then. But you never know if it's going to work on the uh, on the Sunday show. Anyway, rowdy dude. Can I say this? He says, oh, uh, well, he uh, apparently knows he must be a part of the RWDS that uh, Mauricio Garcia is <laughs> in because he says Beaner Waffen is he. Oh, wait, no, he's not saying he is. I see. He's calling him that. Well, I don't know. Sorry, uh, Mr. Mohan. But uh, he says Beaner Waffen is here to stop illegal immigration. I guess. I guess that's what this was all about. Anyway, uh, thank you, uh, Rowdy Dude over on Odyssey. That is one of our first Odyssey chats, so appreciate that. Over on Rumble, 
Yakko, 1977, says another mass shooting and another call to exploit it to disarm the law abiding. The talking heads at CNN were talking about it. And to my surprise, mental health over gun control uh, was mentioned by one. Well, we'll see. I, yeah, if you think um, I, I, if you think that you are going to delete all of the uh, the so-called assault weapons or just the firearms in general in this country, you're out of your mind. But especially if you think that you're going to delete them at the border where. Again, we don't know that this guy had car- cartel affiliations or something, but we know the cartels are not far away. Yeah. If you think you're going to delete the guns mm-hmm. from the cartels, uh, you will have to kill every single one of them first. That's the only way that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Anyway, we're, we're set on uh, Rumble as well. Bill Biz, it was great to hear that Martin Sellner was acquitted of the absolutely ridiculous hate speech charge in Austria. I am a dear friends with Brittany Seller. I had no idea that this was happening. So he was what was the what are the facts of the case? He was on trial for what? Some bullshit hate speech charges. I don't know why they hate Martin so much. Anyway, the uh, he was looking at three years, but the judge was judge was very reasonable and he was acquitted. So hmm. what a nightmare for them. So they can chill out until the next time they get raided pointlessly for something they didn't do. Yeah, the, I would say I would give it about uh, five minutes until the next. Yeah, raid really. Would be my expectation. Poor Martin. Um, excuse me. Wicked vassal, the insane descriptions of the Trump presidency and AP U.S. history books raise interesting legal questions. Can should you sue a textbook publisher for libel or in kind campaign contributions? Can the school system be sued? for Hatch Act violations. I mean, shouldn't they be able to? Hmm. As in the question here, I'm not a Hatch Act expert, but that's uh, general restrictions on federal employees politicking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I suppose when you when you start talking about history in the most recent context, where does history cross over into modern or current time political activity? That would be it. Like if you're if you're running interference on Trump, under the guise of teaching history. I'm not saying you can't teach Trump, of course. I'm just saying I could see that being a situation where, oh, we're just teaching the history of Trump's presidency. But in reality, it's it's about a a political indoctrination toward a a current political campaign. Yeah, I don't know. Um, They're getting federal funding, though. Yeah, well, pretty much. uh, I, I I guess I don't know how it breaks down for like your K through 12. But I would assume there's got to be some federal assistance of some sort through the Department of Education for probably most of them. I'm sure. Uh, private but, schools are different, but. Right. right. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you, sir. iBot PN. No, no. Thank you. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you, iBot. Uh, I am not going to be niggardly. Injured Guardian four times now, four distinct times in the past month. I have sent super chats that very much needed Blonde's response, and she was gone before they were read. <laughs> This is most perturbatory. Most perturbatory. Is that a legit word? Yes. I'm gonna. I believe you, but I just want to see if that pops up. Listen. Yeah. My parents watch my daughter on Sundays, and they were like, "Strict eight thirty, hard out. You got to stop going to nine p.m." I was like, "Fine." So I've got an eight thirty hard out um, on on most Wednesdays. Usually I can go over a little bit. My apology, injured guardian. I will substitute where I must. And uh, <laughs> of course, if you if you need to contact Blonde, you can do that through the the website as well. Contact of page course. of the website, or just email me at blonde in the belly of the beast at gmail dot com. 
Um, MX2D says, Matt, I'm going to work for the next six months in Montana at a park and just wondering what is the super gay truck stop that you frequent? Just need a last hurrah and maybe gas station snacks. There is one that he loves, but not for the handies. It's for the the snacks, right? To call it one would be a bit of a misunderstanding. This is a chain of gas station convenience stores in Montana called Town Pump. And Town Pump, they are the most palatial gas stations you've ever seen. Every snack, every beverage, everything you could ever imagine all provided very conveniently for you. So glory holes for all sizes. Pretty much. If you're driving down I-90 or you're driving down whatever, however you're getting through this state, you are going to see town pump after town pump in pretty much every town. You can't miss them. If you go to the town pumps in the bigger cities, like if you stop in Billings or you stop in my neck of the woods in Bozeman or elsewhere, you are going to get the more recently updated pumps that are premier. If you stop in the smaller towns, town pump is still available, but they are legacy pumps, as I would call them. They are pumps from yesteryear and they are still fine accommodations, but they are not the premier town pump offering because the premier town pumps not only have a wider selection of snacks and beverages, they have deli food. They have coffee, Aww. like not just crappy gas station coffee. They have like legit coffee. They sometimes they have baked goods. They have everything. Uh, Turbatory is not a word. I wasn't going to call him out, but I think he, he's allowed to make up his word to describe his state of mind. That's fine. Well, actually, it's in some, but not others. I don't think I've heard it myself. Anyway, Town Pump is uh, what you're looking for when you drive through Great the state. Great story. Compelling and rich. Compelling and rich. Perturbative. Maybe that's it. And uh, enjoy your trip through Montana as well. Have fun. Um, Ryan, who else is excited about the new Michael Jackson impersonator pejorative that just dropped? I'm pretty they're I'm pretty excited. They're not joggers anymore. <laughs> Although jogger is just a much easier term. It truly is. Aaron Molo Moyo on Wednesday, the theater I work um at brought back masks for employees. Why? On Thursday, I told my GM I wouldn't wear once the last two nights I spent my shifts cleaning the projection booth. No masks, <laughs> no customers. That is so stupid. Who Who is worried about COVID right now? Yeah, I wonder what town this is in. That's absolute insanity. <sighs> Tart, let's just do a few but more But maybe right it, uh, if it works out for a better job for you, great. But either way, I'm glad that you're standing up to it because yes, people submitting to this nonsense, especially now, I mean, my God. Retarded. Retarded. We have to not just refuse, we have to mock it. You should make fun of your boss. You should call him a giant pussy. Yeah, really. You should. Embrace your inner Ta- blonde. <laughs> Taylor J. I live in Allen and can give more details about them all if y'all want. Sure, uh, email us. Uh, yeah, if there's uh, any any local knowledge you have about what exactly is going on there, I would. Uh, I'm very interested to know how big the Hispanic white supremacist scene is in Allen and Dallas in general. Yeah, how, maybe like there are just so many Mexicans that Mexicans are like, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm going white supremacist. Yeah, maybe. And maybe it's legit. Danny from Montana, congrats, Matt, on the new child and big move. Oy vey, missed my annual we all know who sunk the Titanic. I mean, come on, iceberg joke. Prayers to the Allen community. <laughs> I was 10 minutes away when the shooting happened. Also, where can I find the Bible study? I've actually heard some legitimate theories about deliberate sinking of the Titanic. Yeah, I mentioned that a little bit in our review. It was about uh, one theory is about opposition to the creation of the Federal Reserve. And uh, I guess I didn't think of the iceberg joke, but there are some tangential. There's some there's some 
relation to that theme, I suppose, that the, the tin yep. foil has. Anyway, um, as far as the Bible study, we are on break for now. We've been on break since um, February, and we're coming back in June or July. So if you would like to, you can listen back to the 30 or so Bible study sessions that we did throughout the last year. That's on the Bible study page of the website linked on the homepage. And then uh, also on that page, if you'd like to sign up for an email list to be notified when we resume again, we expect that to be June or July, but we still have to wait for a little bit more information to finalize. Uh, I will send out an email to let everyone know when it's coming back and I will also announce it on the show, but just in case, you know, you don't catch every minute of the show all the time, which I mean, my God, there's a lot of minutes to catch up on. Yeah. Um, sign up for that email list and then you'll get a notification straight to your inbox. Thank you, Danny. Uh, let's circle, circle back. Okay. We will come back to your chats toward the end um, of the show. I'll have to just circle back with you. Thank you guys. Uh, let's see. Well, I mentioned they got him now. The Biden crime family. We're finally, we're going to lock him up. It's only a matter of time. And uh, apparently it's going to be in short order. But yeah, even more damning evidence uh, of the Biden family and Joe Biden's personal corruption for which he will surely be held accountable any day now. (laughs) Congressman James Comer and uh, Senator Chuck Grassley revealed this week that they have, quote, highly credible evidence that Biden was involved in a bribery scheme trading policy decisions for money during his time as vice president. Now, what is this? highly credible evidence and what is this bribery scheme well we don't specifically know yet they haven't told us but it is alleged to be a scheme with a foreign national Mm. so the pair made the claim in a letter to attorney general merrick garland and fbi director christopher ray on wednesday and i'm sure merrick garland started working on that case immediately and right he only has the higher priority of going after parents at school board meetings and, uh, you know, making making sure that anyone who was within a 50 mile radius of D.C. on January 6th is brought to appropriate justice. But uh, he'll get he'll get right to it after that. They say uh, uh, Grassley and, and Comer say there is an informant to support these claims and the FBI has a record of it. There's a specific form that they're asking for an unclassified FD 1023 that they say exists and. I don't know exactly what that means, but I gather it's a form in which an informant has made these allegations. The FBI is in possession of that document, and supposedly it's an unclassified document. There's no classification restriction that would prevent its public release, if I'm understanding correctly. Uh, Now, my guess is this will be exactly what they accused Trump of. It will be a pay-for-play scheme in Ukraine. Mm. And uh, my second guess is that it will... Not matter one bit because Democrats would not impeach Biden if they actually found uh, a bunch of dead kids in his basement for the, <laughs> the famous Sam Harris quote. So we might learn some interesting information out of this, but will this uh, remove Joe Biden from the office? No, of course not. No. The only way that's going to happen well, there, too, he could die or he could lose the election. And I don't think either of those are a possibility. I think he died 10 years ago. And I think there is fortification <laughs> coming up in 2024. So I'm not going to get my hopes up about this, but I invite representative Comer and Senator Grassley to prove me wrong. And uh, in another highly unlikely form of Biden family justice that we're all supposed to believe is actually going to happen. Sources speaking with the Washington post say charges against Hunter Biden may be imminent 
Sources familiar with the investigation of U.S. Attorney David Weiss in Delaware say that he is near the end of his decision-making process, though, of course, these sources offer no specific timetable. The sources cautioned that the investigation has taken longer than some officials thought it would, frustrating some officials, uh, some law enforcement officials, and it could conceivably slow down again before a decision is reached. Now, recall this investigation involves potential tax crimes and gun-related charges. Now, maybe it's the tax issues that are causing all of this delay because on the gun crime, there's no ambiguity at all. Hunter Biden reported on a gun purchase form, uh, Form 4473. Never done drugs. Yeah, I'm not a a user of drugs, uh, he said when he bought a, a revolver in 2018. Hunter then spoke to media about his struggle with addiction to crack cocaine It is a clear-cut case of lying on a gun purchase form, as clear-cut as it could be. If any one of us did did this, um, we would have been convicted, already sent to prison, already served our sentence by now. But Hunter Biden, any day now, is going to be, he's going to be charged for for this crime. Well, I tell you what, for once we are way ahead of time. Can you believe it? This has never happened before. It's already time for hoax hate, but don't (laughs) worry, because I have... Maybe not lots of hoax hate, but lots of hoax hate adjacent things in addition to um, this particular case of hoax hate. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. In Fresno, California, leaders of Our Savior's Lutheran Church say they have been the target of hate from the Proud Boys for months. At least the Proud Boys who are not uh, already jailed for the Proud Boys who are not feds and the ones who are already jailed for January 6th uh, infractions. But the church describes itself as LGBTQ friendly. And last December, the church hosted a family friendly drag show, which members of the Proud Boys protested. Now, how do we know they're members of the Proud Boys? Well, according to police, they all showed up in Yes, We Are Proud Boys t-shirts. So that settles that. That is literally how they know. They were wearing Proud Boys clothes, they say. Uh, but I, that could be legit. I think we covered that on the, at the time. And and as whether they were Proud Boys or not, this family-friendly drag show was legitimately protested by a few dozen people in the community. That That yeah. is real. Um. The church leaders said that there were were threats related to that uh, event in December. They received threats, but I I searched earlier today. I don't see any records of arrest either related to the protest activity or the alleged Mm. threats at that event in December. But now the church says that someone broke almost all of their windows on April 18th. The police chief estimates the damage at twenty five thousand dollars. And the church leaders know it was the Proud Boys again, because in this case, the uh, the vandals left a Proud Boys sticker when they did it. 
Vandalism at a central Fresno church is now officially considered a hate crime. Hey, the girl. incident happened at Our Savior's Lutheran Church in April, leaving behind thousands of dollars in damage. The church welcomes all people, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity. Police say the church has a history of people protesting outside their doors. A pastor there says they received threats from the extreme right group, the Proud Boys, after hosting a family-friendly drag show in December. A sticker affiliated with the group was also found on the property following the vandalism. There it is. Crime Stoppers is now offering a $1,200 reward for information leading to an arrest. Yes, I'm sure. Dude, uh, I wish they did shit like this. Who leaves a calling card when they commit crimes, except for, you know, black people? On <laughs> is, is it a business card situation? Yeah. The only time I've seen it is, uh, is the Wet Bandits in Home Alone. They did that. <laughs> But that seems this is just so stupid. I wish the Proud fictional. Boys were going around vandalizing churches that did drag shows. That would be awesome. <laughs> but this clearly did not happen. It was us. And who thinks the Proud Boys are like a like a far right group? Like how much of a normie do you have to be to be like, oh, oh, Proud Boys? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, they are the uh, the villain of the day currently. But <sighs> the church has raised. um $15,000 on GoFundMe. Again, they're asking for $25,000 to fix the windows. And I'm not an expert in window repair. I don't I mean, know how, how many you... windows they have. Maybe they have giant. I don't know. For all I know, they have really decorative stained glass or something. 25000 seems like a lot of money, but maybe that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's totally normal. But the the reason that this GoFundMe campaign is interesting beyond the typical reasons for what is suspected to be a case of hoax hate is that the GoFundMe team actually contributed. So as in GoFundMe, the company donated $500 to this GoFundMe what? campaign. And they left a note and said that they were touched by this story, which is great because the kids were also touched at the family friendly <laughs> drag show. So the theme is just coming full circle. Everyone gets touched in this story. And um, last Sunday, the church held a candlelight vigil uh, to stand up to the hate. And uh, head pastor Bill Nezovich uh, says the best we can do is to be the best reflection of who we think God is and calls us to be. Which, of course, in this case means telling God that he was wrong when he made men and women and correcting right. God on the error by indoctrinating children with <laughs> sexual displays. Jeez, did they really so, believe this? Apparently so. Anyway, I just, I, I, this Proud Boy stuff's really getting scary. I hope they don't come for me. I'm Patrick. I, I just ask for Proud Boy mercy. It's really that simple. Now, uh, speaking of California hate crimes, here is uh, something you absolutely should not troll. On Thursday, Governor Gavin Newsom announced a new statewide non-emergency hotline dedicated to reporting acts of hate. It's called California versus hate. The system <laughs> so allows, is, yeah, the system allows for victims and witnesses or really anybody to report hate acts anonymously and receive assistance in more than 200 languages. The number, just in case you're curious for not trolling is eight, three, three, eight, no hate. That is eight, three, three, eight, no hate only to report very real and very serious hate crimes in California. And definitely don't abuse this system like Bill de Blasio's Corona snitch line in New York. This is for very Please serious don't, reports. Please don't, guys. Only. If you do it and you call, we will not put 
what you said on the show. I, I actually do have to to speak completely sincerely for a second. I, California, I believe, is a two party consent state. You can't even do that. I think if you check with your attorney, if you record this, you might be committing a crime uh, if you call this and record. So just be aware of that. But of course, it's for very serious applications only. So if you how about this? Do we if we have any Asian listeners or uh, friends, uh, people who listen to the show with Asian friends and you live in the San Francisco area, just go walk around collecting cans in San Francisco until uh, an attacker comes at you and says, I hate Asians N word. And then you can make a serious (laughs) call to this hotline and they'll tell you, no, that's not a hate crime. That that would be a way to handle this uh, with the sincerity that it deserves. <laughs> now, I know you've had your frustration, and I think rightfully so, with lazy hoax hate crimes, low effort have, yeah. hoax hate crimes. Well, how about this one in Ontario? This is outside of Ottawa. I believe it's pronounced Renfrew. This is the town. But there was vandalism, at least what they're calling vandalism, outside of Scott and Son's hardware store. It's being labeled a hate crime or a potential hate crime. Despite not only no clear hateful intent, no clear description of what the vandalism even is, solely because the owners made a donation to Renfrew Pride, whatever the local gay pride organization is. So listen to this description in the story, quote, while it is not known what the graffiti depicted, town staff have since cleaned the area, Mayor Tom Sidney says the location of the graffiti, plus the paint colors used, blue and red, Make it hard not to link it to a recent donation to Renfrew Pride from store owner Jeff Scott. And they show they show a city cleanup worker hosing off the sidewalk. So based on the location of what? On the sidewalk next to the store and the use of the colors red and blue. That's it? We're saying that this is a hate crime clearly attributable to a donation made to a pride organization by the owner of the store. They wouldn't even tell us what the message is. Interesting. And the headline here: We must do better. Better than what, though? Like what? Yeah. What are we, what is the benchmark here? Vandalism of Renfrew business possibly linked to recent Pride donation. So, th- this is uh, this might be like a child's sidewalk chalk drawing, for all we know. <laughs> You're not even. It might be the case that some kid just drew a picture, and this person didn't even put up the effort of doing the vandalism himself. Yeah. yeah. Thought well. I could I'd like to recoup my stupid Renfrew pride donation. Maybe someone will. I I looked for a GoFundMe in this case. I didn't see anything or any kind of fundraising effort unless I missed it. But anyway, uh, this is this is not this might not even be a hoax. I don't know. It might be real. uh, But the confusion and the dilemma that it creates uh, are just hilarious. So in Royal Oak, Michigan, the local synagogue was vandalized with a spray painted swastika. And actually the swastika is correctly oriented. And the text right. above it says Azov or Azov. I'm not sure what the correct pronunciation is, but do you know what Azov is? The Azov battalion. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, and the, so Michigan Democrat Senator Gary Peters tweeted, quote, we cannot tolerate anti-Semitism in Michigan or anywhere in America. Hate has no place in our home. But of course, um, Azov is is a brigade or a battalion, whatever the appropriate term is, in the National Guard of Ukraine. 
According to Wikipedia, the unit has drawn controversy over its early and allegedly continuing association with far-right groups and neo-Nazi ideology, as well as its use, uh, its use of symbols linked to Nazism. So we won't tolerate Nazi hate anywhere in America, says Gary Peters. But if it's in Ukraine, well, then we cut it unlimited checks and you don't get to ask any questions about that. Meanwhile, nobody has asked Senator Gary Peters why he's so pro-Putin, given his strong opposition to <laughs> Azov Battalion Nazis. Mm. And then there was this case. Uh, the actual, I, I would say, is the actual hate crime of the week. The, They're again, charging him with it, yeah. It's not as... Another case that... Uh, is is mysteriously underreported. Nobody seems to give a rat's ass about this story yeah. either. I did see it a lot on Twitter, but it was from people on the right. But this guy with crazy eyes, this black man with crazy eyes, Carlton Guilford, he m- murdered in cold blood two complete strangers on April 18th in Tulsa. So he went inside the library in the morning, walked up behind this guy, this 35-year-old guy, London Hathcock, shot him in the back of the head. And he was just sitting at a desk, this guy. He was rushed to a hospital where he died. And then later that day, because he got away with it, he went to a quick trip, Gifford. Um, and then he shot this other guy, James McDonald, in the back of the head again. Um, and then he fell on the ground and then he shot him again. So Gilford was arrested, charged with two counts of first degree murder, two counts of shooting with intent to kill. I don't know what that means. Like you shoot and you miss. And then that's an additional charge, I guess. And one count uh, of malicious intimidation or harassment. And that is Oklahoma's version of a hate crime. So there's there's some reason that they believe that this yeah. was uh, a hate crime. Yeah, they're just in the story. Generically, it says the information suggests that race played a role in it, but they're not saying they explicitly don't tell you why. why. Presumably they have a reason. But in this mugshot, you know, the meme of the guy kind of licking his chops and rubbing his hands. That's yeah. that's what he looks like. Like. I'm going to go get me some white guys is, is yeah. what he's saying. <laughs> really bizarre, right? Uh, again, a horrific story that I have no business joking about, like many of the stories brought up tonight. But um, it, it's just another example of of reasons to question why certain stories are amplified and certain stories are not discussed at all. Yep. OK, before the bottom of the hour here, I have uh, a piece of surprise cringe for you. And uh, oh, no, I can't wait to see your reaction. Here we go. And I'm back to give you all my honest review. Just to recap, I got a 7-inch and a tan color, and I also got a carrying kit so I can wear it without a strap. No. Um, so here I am after curing it. It took about three tries, but I managed to stick, and as you can see, it looks like a standard men bulge. And here I am at the gym wearing Whitwood shorts, and as you can see, uh, it doesn't look visible to the naked eye. As for the peeing aspect, um, thankfully, I did not leak even once out there, so I'm really happy about that. And now as I get through my leg day, I wanted to see how well the curing sticks uh to my body and so far it's going through very well however once i started getting to dynamic movements like the burpee cycling that's when i started to feel the curing not stick as well so i feel like if i'm moving around a lot i'm gonna have to wear a strap so if you're doing like a 5k and you want to wear this you're gonna want to wear a strap but otherwise i'm very happy with my prosthetic and i'm sure i make a lot of people happy too <laughs> dude that's a really passable training uh you know i <laughs> I, I could agree. One of the more passable that I've seen, I, I would say. Man, yeah. you know, that frightens me more than your um, I got a tranny that's not passing can't come to mind, even though we talk about a new one every single day. Uh, Which one? 
Yeah, which one? Dick Levine? I don't even know. Yes. Okay. There. Uh, yeah, that this frightens me much more. Um, well, I, I take it that you understand what exactly is happening here. This is a review of what a penile um like like a prosthetic so that you can have a bulge even though you have a vagina <laughs> correct yeah. yeah and and the tiktok video is uncensored of course raja mohan says i can't show that on youtube Ugh. but um this is a a female to male tranny testing and reviewing a giant floppy prosthetic dick to make sure that it stays attached during a workout at the gym and friend of the show, Michael Schlecht, sent me this. And my first reaction was, wow, fake dick burpees. That is brave. In fact, that's crazier than an FBI agent doing a backflip <laughs> with a Glock. What if that plastic... What if it just flings yes. out of your pants? Now, what do you do? Now, if you're going in, you're like doing biceps curls or whatever. Maybe you're just you're doing a more basic movement. You're not really jumping around a lot. Okay. But to do the burpees, you're really you're you're pushing the limits pushing of the uh, whatever term he used for the however he attaches it, because it's not strapped. It's like glued to I I even said him. It's not a him. It's glued to her. So what's going on there? So this must be for like women that have done the hormone therapy and had breast removal surgery. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe this was but still have vaginas. I had to double check this because I thought, am I getting trolled? Am I getting no. tricked but this account this is ray sendez on tiktok and ray calls herself a trans two-spirit consultant the other <laughs> the other content seems sincere and as you you are correct that it looks like ray has had the uh the top surgery based on the scars but according to her own description has not yet done the bottom surgery hence the need for the uh, fake rubber floppy what am I supposed to do with this, man? Why are you showing me this? For the comedy. This isn't funny. This is so fucked up. This poor person destroyed their life just because they didn't want to be a standard lesbian. It's like, just be a manly chick. It can't be worse than this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Gluing your dick on while you're doing burpees, you loony tune. <laughs> and even if it succeeded this one time. Like you got through the burpee routine without that thing falling out. You know it's a matter of time, okay? You're not. Why gonna... don't they just wear like underwear and then just stick a like a any number of fruit or vegetable? In <laughs> yeah, why? It, it, it's, <laughs> you could pack your lunch. It'll be uh, <laughs> dual purpose. And here are my protein balls yeah, and the banana. Exactly. And there you go. Blammo. <laughs> and what am I supposed to do here with without this getting too? How far down this, how far down this uh, trail do I want to go? It seems like a rather aggressive choice, too. Uh, let's just say I'm going to guess that this woman is uh, comparatively small in stature to your average man, based on being a female, and yet yeah. still selected a seven-inch flaccid dick. Okay, that flaccid? Yes, it's floppy. It's, she's not walking around with a fake boner. Okay, that she, makes sense. She's walking around it's with a like, fake seven-inch floppy wiener. And that is... Why would you make a disproportionate selection in that way? Because this is some weird kind of like penis envy or autogynephilia or something where the gender only matters with regard to the dick. You know, they're always talking about how it doesn't matter about your gender, your sexuality or whatever. But then they boil down what it means to be a man. 100% based on the side of your size of your flaccid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair point. 
That's that's all like that- like Dylan Mulvaney is doing with women. Yeah, it's a- oh, it's, it's periods. Like nothing about the mystical nature of womanhood. It's just it's just having a period. And yeah. now he understands. Whatever. I don't care. These people deserve each other. Maybe we can put all these weird trannies on an island like Madagascar. Yeah. Tranny Island coming to Netflix very soon, I think. That's the reality show. That's it. Well, speaking of shows, it's probably about time for the movie review. You ready? Sure. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. This week's movie is the 2004 British comedy horror Shaun of the Dead, in which an electronic salesman with a dead-end job loses his girlfriend as a very cute zombie apocalypse breaks out, and he learns important lessons about discipline and purpose as almost all of his friends and family die. But it's okay, because they stay reanimated friends anyway. From movie picker Tony... When the uneventful life of a salesman and his mates are met by the zombie apocalypse, sometimes English humor makes you laugh in a way you did not know you were capable of. As always, your review and your rating. Sure. Okay. This was such a fun watch. Um, I like horror comedy elements, and I think they're kind of hard to do. Uh, A movie that comes to mind recently that did it really well was uh, The Menu with Anya Taylor-Joy. But, like, you know, in general... It's it's not super easy to do. It's not the most difficult genre, but um, but yeah, I liked it. Most of all, I like this gender commentary that this chick was not really that into her boyfriend. She couldn't figure out why until he became a masculine leader. Uh, and then she's like, all right, this could totally work out. So his plan didn't really work because almost everybody um, dies. But she recognized that like he, he had to try to save everybody that's really what it was about trying to save everybody um we may all have a chance to be leaders in a post-apocalyptic world is the lesson that i learned from this movie i laughed out loud on no fewer than five occasions which is pretty good it was an appropriate length some good british commentary uh we got some gay sounders from it i'm gonna go with four out of five i don't think it's an actual four i I would give it a three and a half out of five but we're, we're rounding up right is that the rule that is the rule on half wikis. Okay. And you're Four right. I did. I did pull the commentary because it's chat. Relevant. All right, guy. I, I, think I figured <laughs> I'd save that for future use. Um, yeah, we're right on the same page, I would say. Uh, but uh, I think we maybe appreciated similar but slightly different serious themes. And I might be a little bit more critical about that horror comedy blend. I, I didn't think it worked as well in this movie. Oh, really? as. Yeah. I think of like when we watched The Hunt, for example. Yeah. I loved that movie, and that to me is that movie did it well too. I think yeah. it did it better than than Sean. Maybe yeah, it's a yeah, newer movie, in fairness. But anyway, um, I did I did find some value in this, and really, um, on, on a related theme, it, just its overall theme about expecting and providing value to your friends, and that could be your yep. your girlfriend or boyfriend or your spouse too. But it, it's interesting how. Um, well, one of my favorite quotes in the movie is, does it make your life easier having someone around who's more of a loser than you are? And Pete, the roommate, <laughs> is supposed to be kind of yeah. a villain. But as you see throughout the, you think he's a dick in that moment because they're having their stupid late night rap, whatever they're doing. And he, he's, he's like, totally I gotta go to, right. Yeah. You got to go to work. Like, stop being a bunch of idiots. Your friend sucks. 
tell him to shape up or get the hell out of here. And you th- he's presented as a dick, but the whole movie is a presentation in him being right. That, that you're not a bad guy for expecting value from your friends. In fact, you're, you're sort of neglecting a, a moral imperative. If you enable their degeneracy. Exactly. Yeah. You're a guy with standards. If you expect yeah. value from them. And, and as I've talked about many times, and as you were a, a party to in my life personally, Getting serious about expecting more from friends and or cutting dead weight is when a lot of my personal life improved. And so, uh, yeah, you really shot to the moon, didn't you? Well, just things got a, instead of I'm not being facetious. That sounded like I was just joking, but like things have really worked out. For you. Instead of trying to be the, the guy who was it's not that I'm not a loyal person, but instead of the sort of guy who's trying to hang on to friendships from 10 years ago, I got serious about you know finding a wife, building a family expecting right. more out of out of people who are in my life everything got better when i did that and it doesn't mean that you have to be a huge dick who says uh you know uh it's not an ultimatum thing like do this or i'm gone y- you could do that in a couple of ways you could do the blonde cold turkey ghost you know some people go that route when i've gone when i've done these kind of friend breakups i go the much more gay way where i, I tend to have a conversation about it which is like listen this isn't working out for this way if you would like to work together with me on that. Maybe we can do something, but if not, I'm out like I'm moving on. This is not the way. So I've done it that way, but either way it's been net positive for me. But the other side of that equation too, is you always got to be thinking um, introspectively self-critically about what value you are providing. You want to expect value from your friends, but you want to provide that value too. And that's the point that, that you are making that this whole movie is an exercise in Sean realizing what's well, not enough just to sort of, provide this indefinite companionship to my girlfriend. I need to provide her with a future, with a purpose, with a vision for something that we're going to become. I need to be a leader in that way. And it's his job to provide that. And he realizes that over time, we all should be thinking critically about ourselves and how we're providing value to the people important to us too. One of the more subtle things I liked about this movie is especially in the, the intro to it, the ways in which people are already zombies before the outbreak (laughs) even hits. I like that scene where they're bagging groceries or checking people out or something yeah. like that. And everybody looks the same. Yeah. And then when the outbreak does hit, it's not even obvious to Sean and some of the other characters because people were already behaving in zombie like ways already. Mm-hmm. And the, so the question is, well, how do you avoid becoming a zombie? Like if the zombie apocalypse hits, will you know it or will you already be a zombie? <laughs> Again, to yeah. the themes discussed, it means giving your life value, purpose, And by extension, that excitement for almost all of us, that means family, that means marriage, that means children, that means a home, that means a future. Because if you have a future that you're working toward, even those mundane tasks like bagging groceries or whatever you may have to do to achieve it, you're still going to do that with a certain enthusiasm because there's something beyond it that you're working toward. If if just the grocery bagging is all there is, then of course you're going to become a zombie about it. Yeah. So... Don't be a zombie. Start building a future today, whatever phase uh, of that you may be at, and and do some active work on it every day. And then uh, I appreciated the active or the uh, accurate British self defense methods too. It's uh, the old records, the ashtray, the the cricket bat, and actually, as I'll get to in a moment, some of the slapstick kind of wore thin for me. Oh, was that a cricket bat? Yeah, oh. there's a technical term for that. I'm sure cricket fans will correct me, but. Uh, and then she had a field hockey bat also. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might be wrong, but uh, I, I wrote in the review too. All that was missing was the narwhal tusk. This movie would have been complete <laughs> if they used the narwhal tusk. Yeah. But there are some serious points about that too. And of course, they had the lever action rifle later in the movie. 
I know this isn't supposed to be a serious political movie, but it, it do you want to be engaging in a silly slapstick fight with old records and <laughs> ashtrays when if you don't if you yeah, don't think God. a zombie apocalypse is coming? What about uh, Putin style foreign invasion? What yeah. about immigrant yeah, yeah, gangs yeah. scooping up young women, as has been a reality in the UK? For and then time. everything changes for them once they get the gun. Yeah, it, you might you might want that firearm for a whole host of possible uh, events. Now, some things I didn't like as much. I just this, this mix of slapstick and sincerity didn't land as well for me in this movie. Some of it was just the real. Maybe I'm maybe I'm already my perspective is spoiled by like The Walking Dead and The Last of Us. And I've just seen so many zombies get killed that it's like, I, yeah, I know. I know. I've seen enough zombie deaths. A zombie like getting a record in his face is not that doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> But then there was some of this other slapstick, like, oh, man, he jumped over a fence with a trampoline. Oh, man, he took a dart to the head. That's rather clumsy, given the urgency of the scenario. That made Um, me laugh out loud. There was the fire extinguisher scenario, too. Um, It's to me, the the problem with this is not just that it's kind of a, a tired genre with tired bits. It's that that comedy horror blend is a little bit schizophrenic. So some things are clearly supposed to be funny, like the record tossing bit clearly supposed to be funny some things are clearly supposed to be serious like sean mercy killing his mom there are some kind of jokes i guess but that's really supposed to be a serious moment but some of them it's like because there's this mix i don't know how to interpret them like the 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 disembowelment david's disembowelment with the zombie mob that that was like is that a joke is that serious horror what am i watching here and then there was uh phillips mea culpa before he dies like oh i was always just trying to teach you lessons sean about how to be a man da, 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 da. Mm. it's like is that what am i is am i am i watching comedy here am i watching a serious point being made it was just hard for me to interpret some of the scenes to me the gags kind of cut against the serious parts and the serious parts cut against the gags and it makes neither one of those things land as well as they could uh so I don't know that it worked perfectly for me in that regard. And then I, I thought the ending was was somewhat hurried. And I know I say this as someone who appreciates movies being brief. So I will acknowledge I appreciate a good 90 minute movie. And I think this movie generally is a good 90 minute movie uh, movie. But Sean and Liz escape. The military swoops in. Perfect timing saves the day. And the movie then cuts forward to the peacetime where the zombies are still around, but they're managed in this safe and controlled way. It's about three minutes. It's actually under three minutes time from the end of their rescue. That scene there to the credits yeah. rolling. Just like a lot great. of questions to me. <laughs> Maybe that's a no, point. That's, that's great. Maybe that is good. But I, I'm thinking like, well, how was the outbreak contained? Why doesn't the virus spread under Why these coexisting do you do this conditions? To movies. And, and the weird thing, too. It, so they say it's six months later. Yeah. Like all of society was rebuilt that quickly or was it just in this one little spot that the zombies were what what am i dealing with here i just just don't think about it so much i don't know i had some questions um but but if you i guess if i have to pick i will still say better to be brief than overly long so i don't want to be too critical there um but in general yeah i gave it uh i actually landed right about where you did i i i think upon thinking about it later i probably would have given it a three but last night when i sat down to write about this i thought three and a half in my head and i rounded up to Four because the rules. Okay. Rules. Okay, so we were right, right there. Pretty yeah. good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good.
As I wrote in the review, it's a laugh or two, it's a thought provoked or two, and it's a janky tooth or two. The complete <laughs> British comedy experience. Yep, that's so. true. And I've seen Hot Fuzz before too, but I haven't seen the third movie they made in this uh, trilogy of sorts. Anyway, uh, early there's uh, a trilogy. Yeah, they made these guys made three movies. Um, Simon Pegg is the main guy in Shaun of the Dead, and then his who's his uh, who's his buddy. Um. The Ed character Ed. in this movie, but I don't know the actor's name. But yeah, they made uh, they made three movies of uh, this comedy theme. Oh. Anyway, uh, yeah, people are uh, almost half of voters in the early vote give it a four, and actually about a third of people give it a three. So not or a five rather. Not a lot of hate for okay. uh, this movie. It was easy it was in the easy early vote. One. Next week we have um, Lawrence of Arabia. And Whoa. have you seen Lawrence of Arabia before? I have not. That's it's heavy. I looked it up. Isn't it four hours long? Three hours, 47 minutes. And I thought, son of a bitch, I have to watch two movies this week. Oh, yeah. I'm going to retract everything I said about Shaun of the Dead being too quick and resolving (laughs) itself in the end, because I'm going to miss that with Lawrence of Arabia. But I will keep an open mind and assume that there is a purpose for all three hours and 47 minutes. Yeah, come on. It's supposed to be a, a great movie. Yeah. Uh, after that, remaining nominees for the month are Citizen Kane, Downfall, Gallipoli, The Lives of Others, Hail Caesar, Inside Lewin Davis, or of course, you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top-rated movie instead. As a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be my mo- uh, or the movie nominator. Not mine, but the movie nominator <laughs> for the month. The one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Yeah. And oh. look at that. Speaking of Shaun of the Dead wrapping things up quickly. I don't know that we have uh, finished Ever done this the show's content in an hour 45 in some time. So I guess yeah. we were efficient this evening. That's great. Those people are freaking out downstairs. There are eight children downstairs. So I hope you guys didn't get any audio noise. Uh, I have not heard anything. And if I can't hear it, they okay. can't hear it. But that's a lot of kids. We're good on okay. Odyssey. And over on Rumble, Addicted to Drums says, thanks. No, thank you. Addicted to Drums, as always. The Hillbilly Deluxe says in the movie, when Ed gives his stay drunk speech, if you listen to what he's saying, he covers all the major events of the next day. Very clever writing. Maybe I missed that. Maybe there are some aspects of the writing that uh, were beyond me. Maybe I'm not fully crediting it. I mean, it was, uh, I don't want to say that it, it, like, some of the slapstick didn't work great for me, but it's not like it was, uh, I wouldn't say it was not funny or something. It, like there are, there are laugh moments in the movie. Yeah. It's, it's perfectly yeah. fine as a comedy. Uh, not a lot of hate from me. It's just like, just didn't get to that next level. I don't think, but I understand. Thank you. Hillbilly deluxe. I appreciate it. As far as I, I should say though, as far as British comedies go for my taste, maybe I should have done it on an adjusted scale because British comedy, as far as I'm concerned is usually a contradiction in terms. Oh, I, come on. I almost always hate British comedy. And in this case, I don't hate it. In fact, I have mostly positive, a mostly positive view of it. All right. Uh, we're good to uh, move over to Tippy and YouTube. I think uh, sure. we left off with Robin D. Banks. Matt, I once made love. Okay, so not really, despite all my advances. He was a perfect gentleman when I asked him why. He just patted the top of my head and said, you're not my type. Sorry, kiddo. True story. Uh, thank you, Robin. 
I'm sorry about uh, the way that went, but I hope I was polite. Jeff Sloat. Hello, Blonde and Matt. Thanks for the excellent content every week. Hopefully, with Matt's second baby coming, we can finally get him to quit visiting the local glory hole. Yeah. All right, guy. No promises. <laughs> JRC1. Calling everything a controversy or conspiracy, the manipulation of virtually everything nowadays could very well be a major reason for our demise in the United States of America. Uh, that's true, but we could also really play it to our advantage. Like, imagine what you could do if everybody thought that nothing actually happened. That it was all made up. Yeah. I think there's truth to what, he, what he's saying about everything, even if it's being sort of uh, dressed up as a controversy, when in fact it may be less controversial. But right. Things that in a time where information relay was just more difficult, things that were local stories just stayed local stories. Yeah. The Jordan Neely thing in the 80s, that would have been maybe a New York Times. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have even been a New York Times article. And I suppose it wouldn't even have even been nationally circulated that way. But let's say let's say something like George Floyd, for example, because that's a that's a smaller city and something that wouldn't have national circulation. You wouldn't have the video. You wouldn't have the amplification that yes, happened. Right. You wouldn't have the, I would say, the manufacturer uh, of scandal in many of these cases. On the other side of it, though, you also wouldn't have the video of these things happening. And So there are downsides. There are plus sides. I think I think more information is pretty much always net benefit. But mm-hmm. that's not to say that the costs are not significant. I think that as much truth as the circulation of information brings us, it is it is a tool for propaganda too. And it is certainly being exercised. Right. 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 Um, oh shoot. I lost my place. <laughs> uh, Boogeyman. Boogeyman says, I doubt it as always. Thank you. Boogeyman. Appreciate it. Oh, do you want to read a few? Uh, Phil oh, says, uh, is this, is this actually a Scott Adams quote? He says, stay away from Michael Jackson impersonators. Don't, don't help Michael Jackson impersonators. <laughs> Just avoid at all costs. There is no upside to being around Michael Jackson impersonators. <laughs> Until we bring back freedom of association, this is our only chance at self-preservation. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I certainly agree with the premise that I'm not. I would like a safe public transit system in many once great American cities. That would uh, that would make yeah, me happy great? as a prospective tourist. Have you seen all the pictures of uh, like Polish subways and things like that circulating? I can't imagine a scenario in which I would ever bring my family on the New York City subway on BART in the Bay Area. Oh, my gosh. No, things. my husband and I got married in New York in 2018. And there was we get on the subway and there's this like black dude whose pants had had fallen off. And he's like really angry. And he's just looking out the subway doors. and He's like, you fucking motherfucker. I'm going to fuck you. You know, he's just like and then he spits on the ground right in front of us. Was that Jordan Neely? No, he was way older than Jordan Neely, but we were like legitimately like, shit, are we going to, we were the only people in the car with him. He just got on after we got on. Uh, that would have been, uh, that could have been a wedding disaster if he, uh, if he had freaked out anymore, I suppose. Ah, but if my husband, you know, killed him in a chokehold, man, he would have gotten all the weird stuff. I didn't even think of that angle. Then he he could be uh, prosecuted by Alvin Bragg and that would have ruined your, uh, your wedding as well. Or it'd be awesome. You want to get prosecuted by Alvin Bragg? No, but he'd be like a like a dissonant right hero. Ah, you wouldn't spend the rest of your life in jail for that. Well, we'll find out when they go after <laughs> this Daniel out, Penny guy. If, if they get him on some sort of uh, murder charge, uh, yeah, uh, he might. Yeah, obviously, I think life would be 
if I'm placing a bet on how this is going to go, life is a long shot. But could I envision this guy getting prison time? I, I don't think it's uh, an unreasonable possibility. Yeah, what a nightmare. Injured Guardian oh. is up next. ICE and START are acronyms, acronyms. As long as they are abbreviations that form actual words, FBI are initialisms. Sorry, my mistake. Also, decimate oh. means to kill one-tenth of... They cowardly changed the dictionary again. I didn't know that about really? acronym. I didn't know that. A- uh, acronym, though. Acronym must form a word. Is that a it, word? It can't just be ah. a series of initials. That would be uh, that would be true. news to me, but it might be correct. In the same way, I've been corrected on the use of the word hobo. I understand. You know, Jordan Neely may, oh, or may right, not right. have yeah, technically yeah. been a hobo. I just like the word hobo, and I'm going to keep. Hmm. I'm going to make it in. I'm going to redefine hobo irregardless of its original definition i'm doing this preventatively to make sure that anybody who disagrees will have to get in line the monster jimney says had to go to the land of the the brown border jumpers to watch live (laughs) have some shekels before the cartel takes them from my gringo hands you damned Mm. F words. I can't. I, uh, Raju Mahan says I can't say that word. Uh, but if you're in Mexico, I hope you're uh, surrounded by guards at some sort of resort, man. Yeah, for real. I uh, I've never been to Mexico. In fairness, but I that's another I have spot. No interest in going. I don't I thought about I, it. But... I don't think I'm going to go to the resorts even anytime soon. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Godspeed, Jimny, and I hope you return safely. Uh, Laurel says, what's your opinion on this? Should the government even try to reduce the national debt or is that a lost cause uh, and they might as well spend more? Uh, well, <laughs> what's more likely, like I mean... <laughs> collapse or radical change in this country or we actually reduce our budget deficit to a point that we start paying off the debt? Not just start, but actually achieve it. Of course, I think like this country falling apart effectively is a more likely outcome. That said, though, the consequences of unrestrained government spending are beyond just the debt itself. When we keep pumping money into the economy, we get this inflationary effect that we've been experiencing, regardless of our debt or not. So I would would still say get it under control, but it can always get worse. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, hope you're well, Laurel. And uh, maybe I'll uh, I'll I'll email you about that immigration question that I had earlier. What what exactly was I got to remember exactly what it was that I was wondering about this guy. If they can join the army. That's right. Military service and immigration mm-hmm. status. Laurel would know, I'm sure. Travis Valle comedy feminists have drawn my attention to certain issues. I realized that after all the arguing about women in society, the only women I can actually respect are the ones that are biological men. Well, we are better at everything. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. Michael Beacon says Marine should have stopped after Neely said, I can't breathe. But in the end, he put more people on the tracks in death than he tried in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did uh, I haven't. Uh, well, did Neely talk during this? I, I have not reviewed all three minutes of the footage. Did he say a bunch of words? Was he speaking at all? Uh, I actually don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to check. The I tape. didn't hear. He was like, oh, yeah, you know. Long Dong John said, just saw the Texas bus stop crash when the crash happened, uh, not after. And my first thought was, <laughs> come on. My first thought was strike. 
Uh, I don't know. Blonde may have had a similar reaction in the. I know. I was like, I messaged Skag. I was like, oh my gosh, do not watch this shooting footage. It is the worst thing I've ever seen. And he's like, oh man, have you seen this? this footage of all these migrants getting smoked by this car. It's terrible. It's terrible. I was like, send it to me. I'm like drinking coffee and watching it. And I was like, huh? Good for him. And then, uh, (laughs) but then I found out it was a drunk Mexican guy. So I don't know. You want to take over? I'm so desensitized to this stuff. You want to take over? It was probably kids too. So that's not great. Uh, well, uh, Regardless of uh, whatever immigration infractions uh, happened here or may have happened, I'm going to say um, there are more humane forms of justice than than was delivered. Oh, my gosh. Back. I'm not saying that they deserved it. It's yeah. just my wealth of empathy is reserved for other people. Got I don't it. have endless empathy. Who has endless empathy for people? People pretend to. Yeah. Every day. Nobody really does. Your emotional resources are just that resources. Yeah. Uh, Professor of Chaos, did you do this one? No, no, that's the next one. I worked as an assistant director of security at a mall owned by the same company as Allen Premium Outlets. I was the acting director of security at Allen for a few months years ago. Did a lot of emergency response training. Man, well, they could have had you at that time. Yikes. Yeah, if if there's uh, anything you know about the situation or anything we got wrong, go ahead and send me an, an email about that. I'm I'm this whole situation. I suspect that you're going to be ripe on that. This story, they're going to go with white supremacist guy, and then they're just going to kind of move on, move on. And right. there's going to be a lot of information that's missing. So if you might have some, I would appreciate that. Knowledge. That's what I would do if I were on the left. A white supremacist Mexican. Once again, they're everywhere. Yeah, really. Um, Long John John. Uh, thank you, uh, Nathan. E. Here's a few bucks to celebrate Kim Gardner's resignation. Hoping for a safer St. Louis soon. I still need to leave, though. Um, I think you should give up on that hope and uh, let that one go. And maybe we could move some of the buildings from St. Louis to other parts of the country. Well, the most dangerous thing in St. Louis is the white supremacist snipers. Do you remember Corey Bush's story about white supremacist snipers trying to get her in the Ferguson protests? That was the most Ugh. dangerous thing about the Ferguson protests with delusional up on the Just hillside. Delusional. Yeah, it was uh, Azov battalion snipers from Ukraine yeah, trying definitely. to take out the Black Lives Matter <laughs> protesters. It was crazy. Robin D. Banks. Mulvaney looks like my sleep paralysis demon that said it's too late for Bud. They're a meme now when literally who makes short shorts with millions of hits on YouTube making fun of them? It's over. Wait, what did I just say? When literally... Who's make shorts? Uh, maybe maybe the maybe something with the autocorrect got screwy with how that was typed into YouTube. Why but, did I say who makes short shorts? Because I was thinking of that song, who wears short shorts. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying when somebody makes shorts <laughs> with millions of hits on them, um, when, making fun of them. So I, I don't know. I'm not clear who she's talking about, but uh, sort of an, yeah, sort of a, a, a minor point in the chat here. Sleep paralysis demon. Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? I have not, but I've heard that it's a uh, really, really frightening. I used to have it when I was younger and like my teen years. And I think I got it a little bit in college, but I would have it in high anxiety scenarios. Like if I was worried about some sort of upcoming school event or maybe some kind of test or something, I would get, I would get that experience where you are asleep, but you're in your room and aware of your surroundings, but there are people in your room. I remember in like one what? time, one of the times, one time, the worst, I think probably the worst time I ever had it. I was in junior high 
And for whatever reason, the football coach was like a real hard ass. He just, you know, he, he, he was just the kind of guy that yelled at you a lot and made you work hard, you know? So for when this is like 13, 14 year old me who was, I had a lot of anxiety from this football coach. Yeah. And so I, I had sleep paralysis in my room and I, it's like, I'm sleeping, but I'm, but I'm aware of my surroundings in my bedroom as a teenager. And this football coach is in my room in ghost form, like yelling at me to get up and, you know, run sprints or whatever, do pushups, whatever he's telling me to do. And it's terrifying. It's weird because you're like aware of your surroundings, but you can't move. Hence the term that sleep is paralysis. terrifying. You poor thing. It hasn't happened to me for a long time, but it is freaky when and you just can't move. Yeah. It, it's hard to describe. It's like being you're asleep, but you're aware of the room around you. You're like sleep awake, if that makes sense. And you can't move your body. And there are people or things in your room that you think you're seeing that aren't really there. That's terrible. That's yeah, weird. What an awful life experience. Jeez. So if you have um, sleep paralysis, Robin D. Banks, uh, sincerely, I hope uh, I hope that does not trouble you because the I, I don't have it anymore. But the rare encounters I had with it were absolutely terrible. Sucked. <laughs> Snuckle honky bug one is really funny. Um, reposting because blonde was gone before it got red last week. Have, have blonde read it. How is covering a pride flag in shit? A hate crime. Faggots love cock spelled. K A or C A U L K, and they cover those and shit all the time. What? <laughs> That's funny. He he did send that <laughs> one last week. I forgot, and uh, he's got a point. Remember, the pride flag had that brown stripe in it for a while. He's just trying to be accurate. And mm-hmm. Knuckle Hunky Bunk, I thank you for your support for the show. If you would like to be refunded for your duplicate you chat, can. Yes, of course, absolutely. you can send me an email, and I will uh, take care of that. <laughs> Nitro Express, no note. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Laurel, you must you must be lawfully present to join the military. It's a shortcut to citizenship, not legalization. Okay. Uh, there was some uncertainty about whether DACA kids could join the military. Courts said yes. Got it. Okay, so you could be you can be legally here, not necessarily a citizen, but like a lawful resident, and still join the military while you're working towards citizenship. But you can't just be like illegal. Uh, border hopper guy who just walks into like the local army or Marines recruiting place and says, I would like protection from ice please. Or whoever the relevant authorities are. I guess that makes sense. Uh, Thank you. Is the shooting video, the one with the kid recording the people by the bushes. I can't find any other. I enjoy your videos and I don't want to be rude, but what kind of cartel videos are you watching? If you think that is hardcore. Have you seen Mexican Funky Town? Uh, first of all, thank you for your support for the show. But let me let me clarify. We love you. You're very special. Uh, so the video that I'm talking about that was the stomach churner today is the aftermath of the Brownsville SUV crash. Right. There is also video of the Allen shooter after he got shot. That's where it looks like he took a shot to the eye. And um, I mean, that's like a guy... His head's bleeding out, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And then the other video that maybe you're talking about, Matthew, is there's also video of what is more or less a stack of bodies after this Allen shooting. And I've seen that, too. And that is also uh, quite bad. But the Brownsville SUV thing was the thing that that really got me a little bit today. And. (gasps) 
Oh, you are you? Which video are you seeing now? Mexican Funky Town. Oh, is that? Well, I don't know what that is. What's that about? Maybe it's similar. When I talk about the cartel video, whenever I s- compare things to the cartel video, that is a montage that a listener of the show made. That is the worst cartel violence that he was able to assemble, and it is legitimately the worst uh, cases of violence I've ever seen in my life. Like unimaginable things. Ways for humans to abuse and murder each other that you didn't even know were possible, which is it sounds like Blonde is looking at right now, based <laughs> or it looks like that's what she's looking at. Care to? Uh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I can't even talk about it. Oh okay, well, I guess I'll have to get myself mentally oh. ready to. Where are you watching it? Where is it available? Four Town. Ah, but yeah, to oh to to clarify what exactly I meant, uh, Matthew, and thanks for supporting the show. Okay, so they peel off this guy's skin. I thought for sure he was dead. They just peel off his face, hmm. and then they just cut his hands off, and then they just start like slicing his throat, his throat open. That's the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, it sounds like the cartel stuff. Yeah. Oh, was I reading stuff? <laughs> I guess you. I guess you forgot. Uh, Jacob says gory footage doesn't turn your stomach; it churns your stomach. You're a professional, Matt. You goober, get it together, yarp. Well, I apologize for using the the wrong you phrasing. Are fake news. My only dispute here is that uh, is the characterization that I'm a professional. I don't know where you got that uh, understanding, but clearly mistaken on that. Thanks for supporting the show. My God, I thought for sure he was dead, but he wasn't. Well, that's the toughest stuff about a lot of the cartel footage that I've seen is the people aren't dead yet, and they still keep. Uh, dissecting them yeah citizen seven says a a michael jackson impersonator on the porch is worth two in the bush (laughs) that's not what it says that's what i have to say otherwise i get raja muhan are you gonna read uh, this tortuga one or can i uh what did he say well oh it's so funny yeah go for it blonde my wife is really getting tired of me saying well that's not gonna work either (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Every time she wants me to do something. How many weeks is appropriate to keep up the bit? I think you got a year, man. It's uh, I, it, it is a good bit. And I can't really get my voice that high to properly. My wife knows I have tried to quote that a little bit. I, we've been doing a little bit of the same bit, uh, admittedly. <laughs> but I just stick with the basic watch it. And watch that's it. it. Fucking, Fucking watch it. Uh, anyway. It is not my intent to revisit that topic and say I won't talk about it and then talk about it for 10 minutes. So I'm actually not going to talk about it this time. Oh, come on. There was no new information. I know. Thank you, Tortuga. Appreciate it. Uncle Hunkybuck says, uh, on the form that you fill out to become a white supremacist, they don't have a box to check that says white or non-Hispanic and white Hispanic. So he slipped through a loophole. Yeah, that's that's Uh, been an update on a lot of these forms recently, right? You got to... When you check white, there is that that sub question, Hispanic or non-Hispanic. It's probably they just haven't updated to the, uh, you know, the newer federal standards, I'm sure. Chimp in a bow tie says media complicity is not covering their crimes. Plus, uh, the rampant anti-white rhetoric on social media has them believing they're being hunted for sport. Yet the opposite is closer to the truth. If only normies knew. It is getting to that point. I hate to be, I hate to base all my views on just kind of being reactive to what other people say. And of course that's not the totality of how I think. Um, But I think that for a a lot of media outlets, a lot of politicians, I was talking about this with Merrick Garland and this proud boy stuff. People like Merrick Garland 
whatever he says, assume the opposite. And it's not guaranteed to be correct, but it's probably closer than whatever it is that he's saying. Same goes for most of your mainstream news coverage, too, these days. Matthew mm-hmm. uh, Wolberg, thanks for supporting the show. Son of the Wolf says he wasn't a hobo. Hobo is an old abbreviation for homeward bound. Dude, dude was just a homeless looney tune. See, I know, and I, I will grant that you are definitionally correct. I'm not arguing the point. You are fake news. I just like the word hobo, and I use it I interchangeably to. with bum. And I'm going to I'm going to keep, keep doing, doing it. I just like the word hobo, okay? <laughs> I know you well. That's my defense. Yeah. Uh, you I want to take over with Daniel? I, Daniel is, uh, I, I screwed everything up. I refresh. Uh, Daniel Yeager. I can grab it. Uh, heard Mr. Penny's lawyer actually faced Alvin Bragg in the recent New York DA election. I did not know that. No. If that's true, that's a very interesting factor in how this will play out. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Evil zombie toe. <laughs> did he run out yelling? See Heil. That's a, <laughs> that's a pretty good one. There's probably a lot of joke opportunity there that I missed. There is. Uh, like what kind of tacos or burritos would Hitler enjoy? I don't know. That's true. I bet Something he could get into, get into some tacos and burritos. Uh, Yaden, no note. Mark Wiseman, most palatial. You've never been to a Bucky's? Uh, I don't know Bucky's, to be fair. If that's how it's pronounced. Either. B-U-C-E-E-S. I'm telling you, though, I have a hard time believing that there are superior gas stations in the country to Town Pump. And I have done my fair share of touring the western half of the United States. East of the Mississippi, I'm less familiar with. But I can tell you, ain't nobody on the West Coast and really in the mountain states beating Town Pump in terms of gas station accommodations. You say pump, Town Pump, so unashamedly uh bucky says like a cool logo they have like a little like beaver. there's no sexual connotation um well, i guess you could make forever. a joke but uh, and town pump is montana only so you guys don't have town pump in idaho you would have to drive over across the state line i think but if you do stop at a town pump and tell me i'm wrong um simple damn forever many latin slavics and asians are drifting far right and are being embraced also blonde long hairs for women and beards are for rabbis short hair and clean shave gives tactical advantage no a man with long hair and a beard is their natural form i think it was after you left last week or recently i forget when uh but someone made the point that the long hair is uh accommodating to slit a guy's throat you just grab his hair and you pull his head back you slit his throat you don't want long hair for a tactical advantage. That's what he means. You don't want to. You don't want to get knifed. Whatever. Uh, the sexiest man in the world has long hair. Who's the Dutch that? Giant. The Dutch, the Dutch giant. giant. Yeah, look him up while I'm reading. All right. When he gets nudes leaked, I'm going to be all over. He's seven feet tall. Oliver Richter's is that his name? I think so. Esoterica uh, Unbound. Seven two. Oh, yeah. You should read these so I can look at pictures of the Dutch giant to clean my face of Funky Town. All right. The Dutch giant. Esoterica Unbound says, Tuned in late, was at a theater showing of a Studio Ghibli film. Matt, I know you must be jealous. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad you enjoy it. It was two hours spent with my daughter, though, without any opining on what a geriatric ignoramus her dad is well that's a positive and to be fair the only uh studio ghibli film i've seen is um 
He's the one we just watched, uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, yeah. And I was not a fan of that, but I would keep an open mind to another nomination. Injured Guardian says, we now have Blonde sincerely pleading, just be a bitch. Should we be worried? By the way, uh, I just now rechecked just in case. And perturbatory is an adjective meaning causing perturbation. So I guess it depends on your source. Huh. Okay. Because when I when I I, I I didn't mean to pick a fight on this, but the fight has been picked, I guess. Um, he did spell it perturbatory in the. Oh, there text. was not a uh, there wasn't a, a second R. Maybe that's why. so I, I inferred just, that he meant perturbatory. But oh. then I was like, I've never said that. Either. And maybe that's why it didn't pop up for me, because I just highlighted it and Googled it from there. Like I, ah. I right click Googled it instead of actually typing it out. So maybe we just had the wrong word in our search. Injured Guardian. Dan Ellenwood says, did you guys uh, hear that Rob's uh, Rod Smith got ceviche? What is that? It's a, a cold oh. fish. Uh, not a soup. It's just like a cold fish salad. Sort of. See, we got we got tricked by the Fleckus squad. Last week, there was some reference to this. What was it? O'Banion or something. This is a fictional rapper. Mm, I know that the that Fleckus, I said it so seriously, too. We got totally duped. And my sources tell me that the uh, that Fleckus uh, actually played that clip on his stream at some point during really? this week of us being totally duped. So I don't know. Am I going to have to start some chat warfare here? Am I going to have to I, send I my so. own operatives uh, to dupe him into I talking about how he and I once made love or something like that? Yeah. Fleckus. He is one him. of like three people on the Internet that I still find likable. <laughs> he has he held on, you say. He's a very charismatic guy. Yeah. That yeah. dude is not a motherfucker. You know? <laughs> he was very nice to us when we had him on the show. Maybe we can. We uh, did have on the show i forgot about it, it, that. yeah this it was a long time ago this was maybe three or four years ago yeah, maybe longer yeah, yeah. and uh maybe this would be a, an opportunity to reacquaint ourselves he used to yeah. go on frank's show a lot too uh so That's i know that right. he's friendly with frank okay das pooch says uh desantis isn't officially in but someone let a campaign commercial on tv today uh lol that covered up a trump 16 bumper sticker uh, this commercial covered up a Trump 16 bumper sticker with one for DeSantis 24. Matt, congrats on son number two, blonde hot as always. Well, thank you. I'd have to see it. Was this a formal DeSantis campaign ad or was it uh, maybe like a pack, a political action committee advertising on DeSantis's behalf or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I'd be surprised if I would. Let me put it this way. I'd be shocked if it was a, a DeSantis campaign ad insofar as the DeSantis campaign has not been formally launched. So how that would get on air right. I, would require a series of people making ridiculous mistakes or blunders or something. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's certainly possible that there's some interest group who's putting out the message on his behalf. I, right. I, I don't doubt that that could be a possibility. Uh, so let me know if, if you have a, a link to it, Das Pooch. I'd like to see it. Matt McFadder said, Blonde and I once made love. I told her I couldn't breathe. She told me to stop resisting. Well, that's nice. <laughs> you got yours as well. Thank you, Matt. Uh, hope you're doing well, man. Injured Guardian says, uh, I now very much need to know Matt's opinion of and or reaction to the ending of Reign of Fire. If only for the discussion of the French have not seen the movie. You we know, didn't I've, watch it, right? I've only seen the hundred or so movies that we've watched for the movie review bit. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You want to take over um, Logan? 
Yeah. Move back home. Now, the only time I see joggers is during an African safari in the hood. It's also an extremely German area. <laughs> so no risk of swindling. <laughs> Thank yeah? you, Logan. I did it. Uh, uh, the technical term is Michael Jackson impersonator safari. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Knuckle honky buck. Don't start calling joggers Michael Jackson impersonators. Call them moonwalkers. <laughs> that is uh, a lot less awkward. You're right. That's that's much more clever. Thank you. We'll go with that. Cody Miller. It's my experience that the only way to move on, not replace, when you lose a beloved dog is to find a new beloved dog, Tape, take time to mourn, and then find a new fur ball to fill the hole in your heart. Yes, mm. just like when your wife dies. Just <laughs> stick it in a new woman and your grief will be over. Well, I, I'm, I, I, uh, my condolence is on the experience, but of course that is the necessary conclusion to having any dog in your life. So uh, it sounds like you, you've given uh, a dog or many dogs uh, good lives. And so that's, that's really what matters. And I appreciate the thoughts on that. I think the the tough thing for this particular dog loss that we had recently is it probably will my, be my parents' last dog. They're getting no. older, and I don't think they're going to get another dog. And um, I and I will. I also know that the time is coming for my dog. Uh, he's in good health, but we had we kind of a scare this morning because he it, we thought he was like spitting up blood, but I think he had like a dog bloody nose. It was a very oh. momentary amount of blood from his nose as though he had a dog bloody nose and he seems totally fine. Poor little so I hope uh, I hope that there's not some underlying health episode or in, uh, health issue that I'm not aware of. Um, but Cody, uh, thanks for the thoughts and of course, all, all the best to you and uh, all of your future dogs as well. Injured guardian. As for Mexico, it sucked. I will never revisit it unless my group has a minimum of two natively fluent interpreters. We stay at at least a four-star hotel and we all carry guns. That sounds fair. Is that right? legal to do if you're no. uh, an American visiting? What's the... I'm sure not. Hmm. What happens um, if you get caught? What do they do to you? They uh, cut off your face and your hands okay. and then they stick a knife down your... They, they call it the Mexican funky town. Oh, right. Okay. So I'm definitely just staying out of Mexico. I'm going to avoid that whole. Why did I watch that? What is wrong with me? That ruined my day. Uh, that ruined that guy's day too, for sure. Hmm. D Benham. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why I said it like that. D. D's nuts. I got to reload. Esoterica Unbound says, if Matt ever decides to start reviewing orgasms, <laughs> it will probably bring about the end of the human species. He seems intent on proving you can overanalyze anything into a disappointment. Well, you, you're, the whole point is is analysis here. <laughs> I, I, I joke because uh, my wife accuses me of that sometimes, too. And I'm what? Saying, uh, that, I, that I, let me be clear, over analysis, not reviewing what he's talking about. Thank you for okay. asking for the clarification. She accuses me of overanalyzing things that should not be overanalyzed, specifically in the movie context. And so yeah. my response was, well, what do you want me to what do you want me to do? Write a review that says the movie make me go. Ha ha. Five stars. That's it. Like, I, I, I'm yeah, not going to like my reviews. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the movie make me sad. Five stars. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to if I if I made it too simple, it's like, what's the point of this bit? Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I try to, I try to, I try to add a little bit of, uh, I don't know, 
subtlety, complexity, something interesting to think about about what any particular movie. Otherwise, what's the point? I get it. Yeah, that's fine. Champ of a Bowtie says, just had a, uh, a sleep paralysis where I felt someone was putting a pillow over my face and trying to kill me with the sound of a wild animal running around the room. Never felt so happy to break free of it. Yeah. Oh. In this experience, too, at least as far as I remember it, and again, this is something that's like 15 years in my past, so it's been a little while, but you're sort of aware that you want to wake up and you can't. What a nightmare! It's weird to literally. describe that feeling, but it's like this quasi-conscious, quasi-asleep, like some halfway in-between world where you can't move, and it's very scary. Jeez. Slosher says, look up anarcho-tyranny to understand what the government is doing to my friends, everything, to my enemies, the law. Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of uh, what the, the definition of that term would be. But if I were to kind of infer it based on my understanding of anarchy and tyranny and sort of using anarchy's chaos as a method to enact or enforce tyranny... Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Thomas, uh, here's yeah. the definition. Thomas Fleming describes anarcho-tyranny as, quote, law without order, a constant right. busybodying about behavior that does not at all derive from a shared a shared moral consensus. So, yeah, mm. I, um, another definition wow. here. Anarcho-tyranny is a form of dystopia where a state permits or encourages anarchy as chaos in limited form. Mm. Seems like exactly what we're experiencing. Yes. Now that I've heard that, that does kind of bring new light onto the expression. Yeah. But it's exactly what we're dealing with. Injured Guardian says, ducking autocorrect. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> No one has ever said duck as much <laughs> as people think. Also, Blonde's plea was to be a manly chick, hence a bitch with a U. Or a butch, butch? with a U. Sorry. Did I read it wrong? I might have said bitch instead of butch. You did, but I read it and I was no longer confused. Yeah. My mistake. I, I probably uh, it's it's the that has to be better than being a tiny, ugly man. Oh, uh, being a being, being like a butch a, a chick. Butch, then, yeah. Well, um, we all know the danger that happens when you're remotely passing. That is behind the uh, the transgender genocide that is alleged. So yep. I don't know what happens with the female to male. You should or, look up some yeah. pictures. Well, like, what's their form of... Fr we, we know what happens with the male to female and, and the uh, the fraudulent blowies that result in death. But how does that yeah. work in the female to male context? Like, if that chick goes out and tricks another chick into thinking that she's a guy, but then has well, this... Well, they find out before... They find out before it gets, you know... Because women... Do I have to... I mean, like you're making out with a dude and like if there's you'd figure it out then. <laughs> there are cues is that what you're saying yeah so we need something it's not just to have this giant rubber floppy it's got to be robotically enhanced <laughs> such that it responds to stimulus before they create the same kind of um murder yeah. disproportionate murder fraudulent blowy murder right thank you for clarifying all right let's catch up on uh rumble and uh and Odyssey, Odyssey were good. I did get another uh, Odyssey guy peeing on YouTube from uh, at LBRT. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, they have, I guess they have exotic emojis over on Odyssey. That's pretty cool. Rumble, uh, Link to the Future says, 
the police should start uh, tracking everyone who claim that they can't breathe while being arrested. That would shut them up. Yeah, well, yeah, really. If you're able to <laughs> yell rather loudly that you can't breathe, you can in fact breathe. Then you your, can breathe. Yeah, your airway is unrestricted. Tell that to George. Well, uh, he's he's watching over all of us somewhere now, so I'm sure he's well aware. Do you Hot- think that people legitimately? care about these people getting murdered no of course not they like they care they care about the uh what's the what's they care about the way that that the that these people serve their ideology they care about the ammunition they represent in that regard that's reassuring okay so i've gone down this ocd rabbit hole where i think i'm a sociopath Oh, um, is that the so new WebMD diagnosis? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or a psychopath, you know, and so I've taken a lot of online quizzes about psychopathy and I am not a psychopath. And so I've done a lot of research about like when, what makes you have empathy for other people. And the vast majority of people don't have genuine empathy for negative things happening to complete strangers. They have sympathy, but Empathy. Uh, clarify the distinction again for me. What I always confuse. I think sympathy is sympathy versus empathy. Um, the difference is empathy is shown in how much compassionate understanding we can give each other. Sympathy is more of a feeling of pity. So like they can, you can be sympathetic uh-huh. to, to somebody's situation, but like to truly feel in your heart, it's, it's a lot more difficult. Like I, I see things happen in India. I'm like that sucks for those people then i go about my business but like for people in my life that i know when something happens to them their mom dies or uh, they lose a pregnancy or something like i really i feel for that of course yeah but i never feel like that about people i don't know ever well i think i think everybody would have to acknowledge that say seeing a video of something horrific on the internet to strangers in a faraway place that might affect you, but it's not the same as say your family member getting murdered. It's, it's not the same experience. It's not the same thing. So Um, I think that these people are projecting empathy when they may just feel kind of sick. Well, yeah, it's, it's a social currency right now. It's, it's part of the uh, virtue Mm -hmm. signal sort of uh, behavior in general, but I think that it has a lot of political utility too, that, that to, present yourself as as so deeply caring about it, it's a way to score points in pursuit of your your political objectives that's really all it represents but that like, is sociopathic it might be do, like do i believe that any of these people who were out doing the jordan neely protests and stopping the trains like and actually stuff, give a shit do i believe that they went home and they were broken up about jordan neely like actually There's bothered no way. Yeah. i don't yeah i don't believe that at all so it's the, it's the lie, like me not entertaining the lie is what makes me the bad person. Yeah, I guess. That, well, that's so retarded. I don't know. They're that, liars and they're sociopaths. I'm just it's kind of an interesting question. Like, are there moral components to how you feel in reaction to a certain thing? I would say there are moral components in how you characterize them as good or bad events. But I don't know about I think there are moral components to how you feel about hmm. something because we don't give these passes to pedophiles. Right. Yeah, I, well, I think there are moral implications to feelings in that regard. Obviously, yeah. I think that I think that it, it's distinct from the actions. I think the actions are worse, but I don't think right. anyone would say that there are no moral components. Or if I have like a strange urge to kill a person, like a feeling in that way, but I don't ever act on it, you would still say that 
it's not the same as the action, but there's a moral component to the feeling itself, I think. I don't know. Like the Sometimes sin- you want to kill people and you just can't, you can't help it, right? I can't. Speak for yourself. My, my urge to murder is not, not commonly high, but I You've suppose it is when driving from time like, to time. I could just drive through this farmer's market and kill all these people. I mean, you don't do it. <laughs> but you think about it, right? Uh, no, I've not thought about driving a car through a farmer's market. That's not... You've never thought about it? Uh, no, well, it depends how committed you are to the specifics of a farmer's market. Now, or whatever, you know. If you're asking, have you thought about the physics of driving a car through whatever? Uh, yeah, I guess. But have I ever seriously thought about committing that act? No. Well, I've never seriously thought about committing it, yeah. but I've thought about committing it. Those are distinct I've thought about things. like, doop, 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 you know? What would it be like to? Uh, Maybe I just think the pedophilia thing is worse. Okay. All right. I'm wrapping up this conversation. That's enough of that. Great story. Compelling and rich. Haughty Twerkman says, Perturbatory <laughs> is a portman. How do you? I know what this word means, but I never know how to pronounce it. It means a combination of words portmanteau. 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 It's not according to this Google voice person. Portmanteau. portmanteau. They say toe. Portmanteau. 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 That's no, port, yeah, portmanteau is what they say. Anyway, um, is it a combination of perturbed and purgatory? Yeah, maybe. You're in the perturbatory. <laughs> perturbatory. Right, we're, all, we're all set on, uh, on Rumble, and we'll give a, a refresh on uh, YouTube and Tippy before we call it a night. Wow, we did it. Oh, yeah, we are right at the bottom of the hour. Perfect timing. Injured Guardian says... Empathy is I've been there and it sucks. And uh, when you've gone through the other person's problem before, also Neil apparently hid my previous super chat. Well, I'm very sorry to uh, hear that. He uh, he's very unfair in that regard. But uh, thanks for supporting the show, man. Appreciate it very much. And thanks for the clarification as well. They're saying it's portmanteau. Am I wrong about this? I, that's what. That's what this particular internet voice person is telling me. Portmanteau. Anyway. Anything else before we uh, call it an evening? I feel like a retard now. Well, I mean, we have to. We both have to by the conclusion of the show. That marks a... Portmanteau. I I never use that word. Just take my strategy and never use it. It's an awkward word. Just like calling someone a Michael Jackson impersonator instead of Moonwalker. It was right there the whole time and we didn't it. Take was. It was. We just couldn't see it. So uh, thank you for your contributions to the show in the chat, in the super chat. Uh, not only keeping us in touch with the facts, but thinking of things much more clever than we ever could. That is appreciated. If you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. We appreciate you. And... Uh, if you'd like more of the show to listen to, if you can't get enough, there is more of the show available on the audio platforms. You can listen back to the call-in show. You can listen back to some of Blonde's interviews. You can listen back to some extra material that may not be on YouTube. It's all available at mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcast. Speaking of anything else show-related, mattchristensenmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Bye, guys. Bye.